Horizon Forbidden West is definitely not the last game in the Horizon universe. With rumors about a Horizon MMO on the horizon, we now have even more information about the confirmed Horizon Forbidden West sequel and a multiplayer game, an online game, that's really pointing to what sounds like a live service Horizon game. If you like these kinds of videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. I put all of the good information right here at the beginning in my show open, and then I discuss it with the live audience so you don't have to go skipping around if you're looking for sort of the update on this I'm going to give it to you right now make sure you're here for those live discussions though I really enjoy breaking down all the different theories that I have and thank you Royal Duck for kicking things off at the very beginning of the stream so what exactly came out and how does this play into my theory about Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West and other games like it looking into live service because of AC Valhalla I'm going to tie it all together for you so there was a tweet that went out from Gorilla in the wake of some job postings that were getting combed over by YouTubers as well as just the gaming press and the tweet from Gorilla said that they were going to be continuing to create epic solo adventures for Aloy and also a new internal team would be developing a separate online project set in Horizons Universe. I think they're being very intentional with the dividing line there. They're not just saying, hey, we're going to keep making single player games and this is going to be an online game. I think they're also saying they're going to continue the solo adventures for Aloy And then the online project will simply take place in the Horizon universe, meaning Aloy might not be present at all, could be a prequel. It could be set many years after her, but it does seem to be creating that idea that I don't think Aloy will be a part of whatever it is that they are making. This will likely be sort of its own thing. Those familiar with the Horizon universe know that it's a big, beautiful, expansive world. There's lots of places to go, lots of monsters to fight. And if you played the first game, there's a lot of lore and potential here for a really really good game now as they continued to sort of let things out about this people started combing over maybe this is just the MMO if you've not paid attention there was sort of leaks about a Korean studio and Seasoft building a Horizon MMO for Gorilla and according to Jor Raptor and sort of these in-house listings at Gorilla, these are likely two completely different titles that are not related or maybe loosely connected, but they're very different. They're not going to be the same games. Now, we have some clues about the kind of game they're going to want to build in the Horizon universe from some of the job listings and some of the things that they're asking players, uh, employees to do. Uh, one listing was for the world designer, stating that they're looking for somebody to bring the Expanding Horizon universe to a multiplayer audience. So that confirms that they are planning on expanding the Horizon universe, which I think is a bit of a head nod to like, hey, this isn't the only game we're kind of adding to the universe, probably, you know, lightly confirming the MMO by sort of saying, hey, this is going to be a completely separate thing while we're expanding the universe. We want something to sort of appeal to the multiplayer audience. Now, another role for senior combat designer states that the successful candidate would help design abilities that create cooperative opportunities for multiple player characters. Many people see multiplayer and they just immediately think, oh, that's going to be a PvP game, that's going to be a game where I'm playing against other players, and that might not be something folks are looking for. That doesn't mean that it won't have PvP, but they're clearly wanting to create cooperative PvE environment style content. Another role for senior machine combat designer said that they would aim to create machines that would provide a variety of challenges 
for multiple players. This is actually really important because if you're familiar with games like this, when it's designed around one player, one target that the enemies can aggro against, multiple people can throw all that off. So they won't be able to just like, hey, let's just drop more people in the game. This is tied to the rumors about the sequel Beyond Horizon Forbidden West. Okay, so apparently, according to Games Radar in a completely different article, They said that the full sequel to Horizon Forbidden West was reportedly planning to incorporate multiplayer elements, and that has been scrapped. I have a theory about this, but the sequel was confirmed very early on that they would be doing essentially a third game, and if you've played Horizon Forbidden West, it's kind of obvious with the way the game ends, they've got more things they want to do in this world. They didn't give you like a nice, firm conclusive ending so when they confirmed that sequel very early on though we're going to be doing another one and apparently they were playing and toying around with the idea of multiplayer and they fundamentally decided to scrap that i have a theory about why they scrapped it but i also have a theory about why were they trying to tie it in first why did they scrap it generally speaking i think when you create worlds like this putting multiple players in the world together doesn't I don't think make anybody sort of feel shock like oh my gosh I can't believe they're trying to do that they're big they're expansive they're awesome so it makes sense to think hey let's put multiple people in there but typically when you do that that's a very big identity shift this game very much feels like one where you would be playing by yourself exploring the world as a loner as sort of an isolated person who has slowly amassed friends and support and influence and it would feel very different if you could play the game with somebody else now I think when we saw early gameplay for this game that they were going to allow one of the companions to be played by somebody else she typically has somebody with her in a lot of the missions whether it's errand or somebody else and then they could be sort of piloted by another person that didn't end up happening that still could happen in horizon forbidden west as a fun update but i think that's very unlikely so as they were testing out multiplayer they probably thought this would be better as its own game so that Aloy's solo experience can retain its identity and be a nice clean trilogy and not suddenly feel like a very different game sort of robbing it of its central feel and what the game is sort of intended to be which is a single player experience I also think the reason they were testing multiplayer is related to AC Valhalla. I have theorized that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will influence the market. I think more and more companies are looking at games like this and saying, why are we devoting five or six years to creating this massive world, this big, huge, expansive world, and then feeling as though, let's just leave it after six months, maybe 12 months. It's sort of like a waste in their mind. I'm not saying it's a waste, but that much investment, resources, bandwidth, and time feels like a game that should continue and make more money and generate more engagement than just those first initial months and maybe an uptick for any DLC that they decide to do. I believe the future of action-adventure, open-world, live-service games is coming. We will see more of these on the horizon we're already seeing trailers for games that essentially fit that bill and that was a prediction i made a long time ago i think late 2021 mid 2021 when i looked at a couple of games first ghost of tsushima i think 
is potentially cooking up something similar, and this has nothing to do with leaks or job postings. If you look at Ghost of Tsushima, there are two things that I think point to the fact that they have already sort of looked into doing a live service or multiplayer Ghost of Tsushima game. Look at Ghost of Tsushima Legends. The co-op and PvP gameplay was clearly something they were testing out. Could you play a game like this as a samurai and have other people around? People doing abilities, almost sort of an arcade-ish action-style game where other people around. Or playing against other people. The other thing that I think we clearly saw in Legends was a loot system, a loot table that they were sort of testing out as a ground-level question. Can we do this in a game like this? Can we have a loot table with different color of gear and how good it is? You know, you got the classic green, blue, yellow, and it just keeps going up. And when I look at that game, I think, why not stay in a game like this? Large games like AC Valhalla, Horizon Forbidden West, and Ghost of Tsushima take so much time to build They feel like mini MMO worlds that you want to spend more time in, especially if there's more people inside them and more things going on in perpetuity instead of just like a one-time DLC. The ongoing monetization strategy of games of this size is a needed solution. They can't continue to have budgets of this scope and projects of this size and only rely on those initial box sales when the game initially launches. This is essentially what I want to discuss with the live audience. What do they think? Is this continuing to confirm some of my theories about live service games and where we are headed? And is that a turnoff? Are they interested in a game like this? A Horizon multiplayer game or a Ghost of Tsushima live service? And we know that Assassin's Creed has big plans for its platform and game going forward. So if you miss a live stream, leave a comment below. I try to interact with as many people as I can. If you're in the actual chat, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. That's my show open. And thank you, Royal Duck, for starting things off this morning. I appreciate that very, very much. We are going to reset that sub goal. You guys have been crushing it lately. And I'm going to slap it over here so it's a little bit easier to see. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting the stream. And the late start, I am, oh my word, the holidays are in full swing. We did so much over the weekend with the family. I got no work done. Not a single thing got accomplished uh, over the weekend for show prep or I was supposed to record videos for Creature. They got recorded uh, this morning. Um, I had to record with Andrew on a Sunday instead of a Saturday, and then that made us late to a Christmas party. I, we just, it's, it's so much going on. So this morning I was just like, you know what? We're just going to go live when we go live. I'm going to do the best I can. I recorded a multiple videos this morning and we didn't even get to do any of the things we've been wanting to test out with like stories and everything else. So if you guys are here right now and you were kind of waiting and you were like, what on earth is going on uh i greatly appreciate you hanging out and getting things started with some resubs from royal duck and now bro sexy hitting six months reforge member vip six months already happy holidays thank you so much i appreciate you guys very very much and supporting the channel and uh for those of you that don't know every time that every time we hit 25 i gift five back so if you want to start things off this morning a nice monday morning gifted member run to get things started uh my prediction um about i have a i have a short about call of duty sbmm 
that's what we got. SBMM. We like to do shorts every day, and that one's uh, not not going to be hitting early. It'll be hitting in a little bit. Cardock Ren with 23 months, almost two whole years, and that's a VIP. Welcome back. I'm more hopeful about the Transformers live services, Chris. Seems more fresh than if Horizon or other third-person single-player games turned into the live service. Well, as far as I can tell, this ties in to Sony's strategy of, hey, we want live service games. And I think it kind of makes sense to say, let's take an existing franchise, let's take an existing piece of property that's already pretty popular, and let's let people kind of live there if they want. Let's let people have ongoing experiences, because a lot of the times I think when people look at live service games, one of the reasons that many people are maybe gun-shy is because sometimes these live service games crop up and when they do, they feel chintzy, they feel throwaway, they don't feel all that substantive, but when you have an existing piece of property, I think you're likely to get better results. Morning, sir. What's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. Guys, go through the morning ritual. Make sure you're not on live chat. Make sure you're smashing the like button. Let's have a strong start to Monday. I got a great second stream today to show you a game. I didn't do a write-up for it, but I did a thumbnail. Um, I guess we could do the write-up during members. Um, I don't have mean comments for you guys either. Sorry. (laughs) We might just comb through my comments for fun with the members and let them experience what that looks like. Um, I personally have open-world game fatigue, says Dylan. Hopefully, if they do end up going live service with these, it will shake things up a bit and stray from map-clearing waypoint norm. I grinded too much Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer this weekend during the double XP. Maxed out almost every weapon. Oh, I can't do that, man. No way. You're about to get some fresh mean comments. You keep this up. What? What did I say? What did I say? I think live service can be done right, but I think that model will be different uh, than what we have seen up to now. Right. I mean, I... I don't think there's any one model of live service that's the right way. We've got an upload coming later this afternoon about Diablo 4 pay to win, so keep your eyes open for that one. I am I, I'm kind of shocked. I had a bit of a revelation during that video about what they're doing with that game. So I don't necessarily think there is one particular model for live service that games need to follow. I wouldn't expect Sony live service to be what people think of as live service. Right, there could be entirely new approaches to live service going forward that we just haven't seen yet. We should be grateful you managed to put on pants this morning. You really should. You should be glad I'm sitting in the chair. You know what you should be glad I didn't do? I didn't come home last night and have any drinks, which is what I wanted to do, and I didn't do it. You wouldn't have probably gotten a stream today. I'd have been like, forget it. (laughs) I came home. We were printing coffee orders at 11 o'clock last night. So all the coffee orders that you guys did uh, over the weekend on Friday, they'll be going out today. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Who wants to be the first coffee order of the day? Get those in. We appreciate it very, very much. It drove me a little crazy, not going to lie. I'm not interested in talking. I don't know why you're here immediately talking about a different game and subject, man. You guys got to stop doing that. It's super annoying. If you don't want to talk about the subject, that's fine, but don't invoke something completely unrelated. Do you think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is good compared to the single-player experience Valhalla? It's close, but not quite live service. I got news for you. If I could play AC Valhalla with my wife, I would be doing just that. I have two PlayStation 5s. We'd be chilling in the living room playing that game for a long time. 
We, I, I, pr- I promise you, I promise you, a Horizon Forbidden West live service game, like if I could play through Horizon Forbidden West co-op with my wife, that's what we would be doing right now. You know what I mean? That's what we'd be doing. Hey, jerks, this is your Monday morning hangover stream. Shut up, daddy has a headache. That's right. You brought up MW2? No, I didn't. I was responding uh, to you responding to my last message. I didn't bring up MW2. You did. You brought up double XP weekend. I didn't bring that up. If AC Valhalla was co-op, uh, it'd be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all I would be playing. Oh, the short. Oh, yeah, I mentioned a short going out. I wasn't saying that's what we were talking about today. Uh, I personally like that username, just straight to the point. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that username in chat before. Boycott Activision. I, I, everybody's different, right? Everybody's different. I would be playing the ever-loving snot out of live service games in these worlds. I would be, right? Now, I know some people look at that and they think, absolutely not. I want a fantastic single-player game. I don't want to fiddle with all that. You're going to make me grind. You're going to make me do this. You're going to make me do that. You're all. You're or you're going to have you know some seasonal model where I'm going to feel FOMO if I don't play. Right? I know, and I get that. I get people that look at live service and they immediately think it's going to be terrible. Do you want live service? Or you just want co-op. Either one. Either one. I'll be honest with you. I would prefer live service because that means anything that we do or invest in, anything that we dive into, like, we we know that we're going to be able to play for months. Like, we're not going to, like, oh, well, because here, here would be the dilemma with playing through, a, um, uh, her, let's say we could play through Horizon Forbidden West together. Let's say Horizon Forbidden West gameplay, they throw out a co-op update, and my wife and I can play together, Okay. The only dilemma with that is you know there's an end. Now, it would take a really, really long time because we would clear every nook and cranny of the map. We would do every single thing that we could do to make sure that, you know, we were, we were you know, getting it done and finding all the things. Yo, Terminal Stupidity is going to start us off strong on Monday with 10 gifted Members, David Hollows, Brian, Ken Pachi, GC Plugs, D Max Speeds. These are names that I recognize. Unknown Games, Space Dovahkeen, Call Me TK, Save Soul, Scott North, and John Claude. You guys have set us off right there to start things almost halfway already to 25. If we hit every 25, not just one time, multiple times through streams, I sometimes do this. I have to give five to pay it forward. So thank you, Terminal Stupidity. So I, I would prefer live service because if I know, oh, we can play this for months and months and months, you know, we can take our time with it. We're going to definitely do that with Diablo. Any game that sets up that pattern, I think it's really, really nice to feel that sense of ongoing, right? Play for a week or two and then wait a couple months for the next content update. Depends on how they implement the live service. Right, like, are they going to do seasonal model? How does the seasonal model function? Is it going to be FOMO-oriented? Well, if you don't play, you'll miss out. They've got these rewards. You won't get them. I see all the good in live service and hope that that's what they go towards. Like, holiday events can be really fun. Reasons to go back into the game. Reinvigorating old content giving me new experiences new quests new story i mean if you think about the world of horizon one of the cool things they could do 
they could do a prequel. All you gotta do is set the prequel like, I don't know, a hundred years before Aloy. And then what do you do? You start establishing the weaponry. You start establishing the different animals. And then the world can slowly evolve and get harder and harder and harder. That's your trajectory for ongoing content. That's your trajectory for the ongoing story. You get to experience what happened. Where did these monsters... You know, what do they start out as? Were they pretty harmless? Were they good? Were they bad? Like, and just start letting all those story elements carry things forward. I think I think that would be amazing as a live service game. Put it in Europe or Africa or Asia. Yeah, put it somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Lono, I hate to I've told you so moment, but I have said that Sony's live service model would be games outside of mainline games. I think that Sony is looking at Monster Hunter. I mean, that's not really an I told you so, and this isn't really outside of the mainline games. This is a mainline game. What do you mean? How is this an I told you so? If they do a Horizon Forbidden West live service game, and you were saying they're going to do it outside the mainline games, that's quite the opposite of what this is. They're taking one of their main pieces of property and designing a multiplayer game, which, as far as I can tell, is going to be one of the live service games that Sony wants to build. I like the idea, Lono, make it pre-fall or humanity. That'd be dope. I'm okay with live services, Eugene. Get a game up and running that is fun. I can hop in when I want. But don't cross the lines with FOMO, super grindy content, ETC. Do that and you'll have my engagement. Here's the challenge with that, Eugene. What do you do with the people that want to play more than you? Because there's going to be way more. You're wanting to, like, jump in and out, super laissez la fair, like, oh, yeah, I'll just play when I feel like it. Well, what about everything, everybody else? What are they going to do? If you don't create grindy content, if there's zero FOMO, I'm not pro FOMO, but you have to have something. You have to have something to be like, hey, you played during that season. You played during that event. There's got to be low levels of FOMO can't please those people don't try but that's the challenge is it not they're the target audience of live service the people that play a game in a hobbyist way they're the target of live service do you honestly do you honestly think that the format of a live service game that you play regularly isn't consistently targeting the people who play a lot and that's why you get ongoing content. You're not getting ongoing content because they're targeting you as a as a more casual player. You're getting ongoing content because of the people that play like that. That's quite literally why you have live service games. You don't you're not getting live service games because of super casual people that are gonna play the game and then walk away for a couple weeks and then come back. That's not who they're designing these games for. That's not even who inspired the idea. The, the, the inspiration for live service games is committed, regular, hobbyist players. The mainline game lore doesn't support a game 100 years before Aloy. The game tells you what happens during that time. It wouldn't make sense in the canon of the mainline games. Okay, but still, I, I see what you're doing. You're trying to smuggle in mainline to act like, well, that's what you meant when you said there wouldn't be mainline games. No, anybody who made that prediction was likely saying, yeah, there won't be mainline live service games, meaning they're not going to use their main property. If if that's not what you meant, that's how anybody hearing that would understand that. Nobody would understand it the opposite of like, oh, what I meant was they're going to avoid the main storylines. Well, yeah, of course, they would likely have to create something completely separate from 
Aloy's story if they go live service. That's not really a prediction. That's kind of a given. You're not going to be playing a live service Horizon game as Aloy. Uh, If they move to another continent, then they could have entirely new factions and tribes, local conflicts to play with might might make it interesting. You could do that. You don't necessarily have to go back 100 years, but you could go back 50 you could go back just far enough so that Aloy's not alive, and you go back just far enough to show us how everything like got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then if you set it up and you time it properly with content additions, you could say, hey, Horizon Forbidden West is gonna go right into a sequel. It's all more it's more Aloy. But if you want to know about sort of the you know the the the, the, the epoch that led up to this then you can play the live service game and the live service game would be doing that the other direction you could go which would give them a lot more freedom would be to go into the future like Aloy's dead Aloy's like you know remembered as this famous warrior and then we're way out in the future and things are very different the 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 monsters are crazier and harder which that could create really good lore reasons for why are these monsters so much harder to fight by myself now well they adapted they could make references to her right like the monsters adapted to the to the flame-haired warrior of the past and now they're a lot harder now we need multiple people to fight them we were talking about the possibility of a Ghost of Tsushima live service, and you were arguing that Jin would teach you the way of the ghost. I wasn't arguing, I was saying that would be a possibility. That could be a possibility that Jin becomes an NPC. That's still, even if you don't, even if Jin's not alive, and people continue on in the way of the ghost, that would still be connected to him. Even in the Horizon universe, if there's no Aloy, if there's monsters, that's a mainline live service game for Sony. That's a that's one of their main titles. My argument was that they would separate the worlds. I don't think they would separate. They're not doing that in Horizon, so that makes your prediction wrong. They've literally confirmed it in the job description. They are expanding the Horizon universe. They're not disconnecting the worlds. Now, you could say disconnect the storylines so that we don't really ever make mention of Aloy or in the case of Ghost, there's no mention of Jin. But if people are perpetuating the way of the Ghost, or in this case, continuing to fight the monsters to try to save the land, that's a continuation of what Aloy did and and achieved in her games and they're not yeah they're they're clearly not disconnecting it yo a three month milestone for King Sovereign I'm concerned about the live service model after Bungie's GDC panel a lot of concerning stuff for consumers yeah I mean I don't really cover them or care what they have to say you know what I'm saying I, I'm not gonna go I, people have been telling me to go watch that and commentate on it I I don't even like saying their name. Like they're a horrible and toxic company. Like I don't I don't want to cover their commentary on anything. Like there's plenty of games out there that are proving archetypal live service models can work whether it's Diablo, Path of Exile, No Man's Sky or others. And then we're on that we're on the precipice of more people walking out and saying, "Here's how you do an ongoing service model. Here's how you keep a game going for years to come." Diablo 4 likely being one of the more successful games to do it on the in the I'm predicting it'll be one of the more successful live service games in the future. Your audience is different from the audience um, 
Your audience is different from the audience for single-player games. Use the world, but don't be tied to the original characters and story beats. Keep the barrier to entry low. Yeah, but I think they would want to put juicy lore bits in there for people familiar with the world and its history, Zubair. Imagine, like... Imagine they do a Horizon live service game, and you're it's a hundred years after Aloy, but they put little juicy bits in there. If like you go into a cavern or a cave and you find something that makes reference to her, I don't think that's a barrier of entry for somebody who's like, well, I don't know what that means. This game's not fun now. Like I think most people be like, oh, I, I heard that refers to the previous games, and maybe they would take an interest and go play them, but I. I think people would love that, like combing over the game and finding references to the first or the second or maybe even the third game. I hope they ain't leading us down another crappy live service model. Uh, I think what they mean more the live service commentary part uh, of it Bungie spoke on. Uh, but yeah, I get it as well. Yeah, I just don't like talking about that company or their, you know, I'll reference their game in the larger picture of the industry, but I don't like talking about them or their game. It's like, in the large picture of the industry, I'll make reference to Destiny and Diablo sort of as an all-encompassing statement, but I don't really want to cover them or their commentary. Franchise has sold probably 30 million copies at this point. This isn't necessarily going after new players, says Eugene. This is to engage people who already bought into the franchise. Well, yes and no, Eugene, because to a certain degree, the 30 million that bought this are, are, are the 30 million people that bought into the Horizon franchise, are they looking for a Horizon live service game? Like, if you bought Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn, and maybe they're some of your most favorite games of all time, that doesn't necessarily mean you're looking for a multiplayer version or an online version or a live service version. You know what I mean? I think putting lore about Aloy could interest new players in the old games. That Yeah, I think so. Like, oh, I gotta go figure out, I gotta go play this game. I'm worried Sony purchased them in part for their knowledge of live service games. That is quite literally the public statement that Sony has made about why they purchased them. So yes, we do have to talk about that. Like, in the, in the context of Sony's live service focus, they literally bought Bungie for their live service expertise. Because they've got how many years of data now? What were two years shy of a decade of data to say here's what works, here's what doesn't, here's player behavioral patterns, here's what loot tables and incentivization can look like, here's what you don't want it to look like. Like, they quite literally bought them for that. They're going to start, they're, they're, they're heading up some live service center or something at Sony. That is the literal reason they bought them. They didn't buy them for Destiny. I couldn't get into the Horizon games, but I think I might be more interested in a live service if they polish the gameplay, says Master Ty. <clears throat> I'm sorry, are we talking about uh, single-player live service or multiplayer live service? Both. Multiplayer live service, Zubair. So if you guys are just tuning in, th- th- basically what's going on is there were rumors about a Horizon MMO being built by NCSoft. Now we have Gorilla confirming they are building a multiplayer online Horizon game that will feature cooperative play, monsters or machines that can fight against multiple targets. So they're and they've concluded and they've confirmed they're going to continue making solo adventures for Aloy, but they're also going to make a multiplayer Horizon game for their expansion of the Horizon universe. Excuse me. 
So I think the point is you will be playing with other people, but I don't think it'll be like an encased action adventure game where that's all you do and then it has an end. I think it's live service. This is one of the planned Sony live service games that is coming. I can't imagine there are many people who see Horizon were interested and they were like, oh, never mind. Uh, it's not live service. Just can't see the market existing to any so- substantial degree. I'm not sure what you're saying, Eugene. You're saying w- there are people that wouldn't, never mind, it's not live service? I'm not sure what you're saying. Go on, everyone. What's good, Mama Knows? Multiplayer, but will be multi platform? That is a really good question, John Always. That's a really good question. Because they slightly said this. They didn't hard confirm this. But Sony said their live service games would be multi-platform. And that would mean potentially Horizon being on the competitor's property. I don't know. That's a really, really interesting question. Because there are many people that disagree with me on this. Love the shirt. Thank you. If you like my X-Men shirt, use my code over at 80s Tees. 30% off is a big discount. Um, code Lono at 80stees.com. So, I'm, man, I don't know. I have continued to say, and this makes my prediction more challenging. I will readily admit that. This makes my prediction more challenging. I have said that in order for Sony live service games to be successful, maybe not successful, but in order for them to be sort of seen as an actual true live service games, they would be multi-platform. Launching a, a live service game and restricting it to your own platform would be really freaking weird. Live service games tend to be everywhere. Successful ones especially. Okay, And they said that their strategy for their live service games would be multi-platform. And then there were a lot of people that said what Legend is saying. Well, does that mean PC? Are they just talking about a, 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 a day and date PlayStation and PC launch? And many people, I think, could make a strong argument and say, Lono, they've already expressed interest in putting their storefront on PC with Steam and the ports, and the ports have been very successful. Sackboy wasn't, but the rest have been very successful. That's what they're talking about doing. And you might be right. You might be able to make a compelling reason that Sony would say, Xbox's platform isn't big enough for us to take our property of Horizon and put it over there. Now, if it's a brand new IP, they might say, no, Xbox is big enough to warrant this. They're, they're not they're not huge. They're not Nintendo, but they're certainly big enough to warrant, yeah, let's build it for over there. You have to understand, that shirt's Wolvie and Omega Red. Hang on. See that? See this little headband with the Omega symbol? That's Omega Red. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's... I could see it being very clearly like, hey, this is a brand new IP, let's put this everywhere. But you have to remember, if they're going to build a game and put it everywhere, they have to optimize for a different system. They have to optimize for the Series S. If they're optimizing for PS5 and then porting the game to PC, that's a lot cleaner of a funnel of of, uh, bandwidth efficiency. Do you see? Game Pass has 30 million potential customers. I like how you said potential customers as if Game Pass people are potential customers of what? Not paying Sony for the game? 
that's not a potential customer that's a potential freeloader no offense intended but that's how sony would view it if i'm sony i don't look at game pass and think those are potential customers i think that's a potential freeloader now you might push back and say belono live service games are really well suited for game pass because people can try your game out and then if they like it they fall into your monetization funnel okay that's a pretty good point maybe sony looks at game pass and says that's a lot of people that would that would try out our game on game pass but i also think that sony's not going to break their model of selling their games at a premium price do you see i don't think sony live service games necessitate sony saying Oh, we're going to give the games away for free or throw the games on PS Plus. It I just think it depends on the game. I don't think a Horizon live service game would be given away for free. I think a brand's new IP would be. Does that make sense? I think there's a clear dividing line. Bringing the acidity and the spice. Sorry a bit late with my comment. Yeah, yeah. Creature took a swing. It's a big ask. <laughs> It's a big ask to build out an Xbox version of a game knowing only 1,200 people are going to play it. (laughs) Selling games as a service? You mean like Diablo 4? The audacity of selling your game as a service game. You mean like potentially one of the most commercially successful games next year, Diablo 4? Like... As we said in the show open, as we said in the beginning of this show, there is no one right way to do live service. There isn't. We could see a lot of different versions and amalgamations of like, how are we actually going to put a game like this out into the market? Like Sony could say, Horizon's too big of an IP and too respected of a property to be given away for free. No, it's, it's going to be a $70 game with an ongoing service model. But if they come out with some brand new IP, it's arcade-ish, it looks more like what you would kind of come to expect from a free-to-play service game, maybe. I'll give you a maybe. I just don't know. You can definitely, you can definitely create new accounts and get it for a dollar. PlayStation isn't a proven seller of games as a service. I'm trying to think if that's true or not. I, I, he might be correct. They've not really proven to be a seller of games as a service. I don't. Nec- they don't really have a front. Do they have a mainline title that's a game as a service? I don't think that they do. I, I don't. I don't think that they do. I don't think they have a title right now that's proven they can do live service. They're they're planning on it. Final Fantasy fourteen. Do- you're going to give Sony credit for, for, for Final Fantasy 14? Come on, stop that. You know that's not a fair thing to say. Gran Turismo 7? <laughs> no. No! No! Gran Turismo 7. Gran Turismo 7 is not, is, is absolutely not proof that Sony has proven they can do games as a service model. That's one game that had a really rocky launch with respect to public outcry and, and acceptance. No. One game isn't even proving anything anyways. That's one game. One. And you think that proves Sony can do games as a service model? By the way, I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying that his statement is a fair statement. 
His statement was this, PlayStation is not a proven seller of games as a service. That's a fair statement. Even if I grant you Gran Turismo, his statement's still true. They're not proven to be good at this. You got one game. You you have one game that can do this. And oh, if they've proven to be really good at selling games as a service, then why did they buy Bungie? Thank you, Sinos. Excellent point. Come on. Come on. Sony first party. Sony has not proven that they get this, and I think they even know that they don't really get it. It's why they bought Bungie. They're like, listen, guys, you've been doing this for almost a decade. Come over here and help us do this thing. Come over here and help us do this thing. Like We, we, we want you to build out how we're going to do this. Why? Because they're not really known for their live service games. I think what Space Dovahkiin said is totally fair. <laughs> it's totally fair. They're not known for this type of game. Think about what they're primarily known for, man. They get grief for it all the dadgum time. Hey, first order of coffee, two dark roasts to mile high. That was 20 minutes ago. I am so sorry. Um... Feel free to nudge me. Uh, okay, thanks for this. Send this over to Global Director Community. You haven't heard anything. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, I got somebody helping me with uh, one of the big games coming out next year. Hopefully, it it, it pans out. And no, I'm not telling you what game. <laughs> Run to the people that are working on the game. Do you know who he is? <laughs> I read it as a platform, not their developers. Yeah, but uh, come on. Even their platform isn't really... No one... Listen, listen, listen. You guys know this as well as I do, especially when we cover Sony games. Sony is known for what? Single-player, narrative-driven, cinematic games that win awards. They are not known for games as a service. They're not known for that. Quite literally, the news from the Bungie acquisition headline was Sony wants to get into live service. That headline doesn't make any sense if they're known for live service games. Come on, y'all. Don't start rewriting history here. We covered all these things, okay? Don't go full on me. Never go full. Never go full. the, The trajectory here has been very crystal clear. This is what Sony is known for. This is what they would like to get into. Ergo, they bought Bungie. Like, that is not even in doubt at this point. Don't, don't, don't start trying to no, 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 no. Sony's really good at games as a service. No, No, they're not. They don't have a proven track record. And Gran Turismo 7 almost fell on its face the first two weeks it was out. And thankfully, they did right by the consumer and they fixed all those issues and the game has gotten a lot better reception since. Hats off to them, but I, I, I don't I don't think that they're known for it. Why is that somehow saying they're incapable of doing it? Yeah, I'm not saying incapable. I'm saying they don't have the proven track record. That's literally all that was stated in chat. And I was like, no, that's a fair statement. They don't have a proven track record. Question wasn't, are they known for this and best at it? Was, is there proof that they can do it? And I don't think there's proof that they can do it. You have one game that made a lot of really dumb decisions at launch and then course corrected relatively quickly. Okay, listen. Yeah. Let's say you were really good at racing cars and you were like, 
somebody questioned whether or not you could race motorcycles and you were like well there was this one time I raced started out really choppy fell off the bike got back on completed the race placed well no one would say well that guy's a proven he's proven he can race motorcycles you'd be like well let's see him do a couple more <laughs> he's known for this he, he tried this and it went okay but we need to see a little bit more would you hire that guy would you bet on him in the next race no because you would say he doesn't have a proven track record typically proven in the context of these types of discussions it's followed by track record they've not really proven that they can do games as a service well what's baked into that is they don't have a proven track record right I'm not reading into the statement. That's that's essentially what he was saying. The essence of what he was saying is, they don't have a proven track record. You got one game? You're going to go to bat for them for one? You know, they got one game under their hood? And they bought Bungie. They bought Bungie because they don't do this. It's not their wheelhouse. It, it isn't. It isn't their wheelhouse. Like, that's why they, they literally spent millions of dollars because yeah it was, it was, we really just don't do this it's not it's not our bag let's buy somebody who's been doing it stop acting like we didn't read the gt articles week one sony's entire online submodel is trash to me they only make one style game well i mean they only make one style game is listen prosy that's equally stupid you're not stupid you're here all the time contributing to the conversation. But saying that Sony only makes one style game is quite literally... That's just a stupid thing to say. You know that's not true. It isn't. Best time to join the stream when Lona was wound up and in disbelief. My man, hey, if you guys have been enjoying the show, we've been going for 45 minutes. I don't run ads during the live stream. If you're watching the past broadcast, you'll see ads about every 20 minutes. We think that's fair. Do me a favor. Smash thumbs up. Consider gifting some members. We already started off strong with 10. Every 25, I gift 5 back. If you can't afford a membership, be here as often as you can. That increases the likelihood you'll get a gifted from me or somebody else doing it. Thank you so much for being here. Do the free stuff. Hit like. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. Nice turnout for a Monday morning. I actually wasn't sure about this one, but you guys are responding well. The discussion has been lively and fun. Let's keep it going. The GT7 launch was overblown from the beginning. I mean, but again, that's just subjective to your opinion of how severe it was. They 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 got fleeced for what they were doing week one. There was a longtime fan of Gran Turismo in my stream, and I usually feel like he is right on the money in what he thinks. Very thoughtful guy swayed, and even he said, Man, that was that was really bad the way that game launched. It was rough. And he's given them credit that they, of course, corrected. But he was a longtime fan. He was like, what the frick is this? Like, that that game is not a feather in Sony's cap for live service. It's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Y'all try to get away with some nonsense, and you got your wrists smacked, and then you backed off. Like, that's how many people would look at that. Ain't a lot of people looking at that situation being like, they are very good at live service. Like, most folks aren't saying that if you look at the big picture of what happened with Gran Turismo 7. 
Nobody's saying, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh. They are, they, Sony's really good at live service. I mean, Gran Turismo got a lot of criticism and had to immediately respond to consumer feedback, and then Sony bought Bungie to essentially build a live service center. But but I don't care about any of that. Sony's got a, a proven track record in live service. No, they don't. You don't get credit for cleaning up a mess you made yourself. Right, come on. Come on. Car games is live service light at best. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I, I agree with Paul. Really? A car game? You know, is that really what we're talking about? You really think that that's proven? They know how to take a game like this and turn it into live service? Seriously? Right, well, you guys, you guys, you pro Sony guys, you were real excited the other day, like, yeah, we thought it was kind of stupid to have a car company working on Fable, and that you know we're hearing that Fable's running into problems in development. But but when it comes to live service, but Sony's got a car game, and that really proves Sony can do live service. Right? Your freaking slip is showing. Why does the genre matter, Sven? The the elasticity of a game is a hundred percent linked to the genre. Battle Royales, like, as an example, as an example, let's say that Sony had a successful Battle Royale with Battle Pass model and skins. That wouldn't convince me that they know how to do live service. You want to know why? One of the biggest challenges for live service is longevity and elasticity. Do you got a world? Do you got a loot table? Do you got a skill tree? That's where the challenge lies. Come on, you don't, it's not difficult in certain genres to keep things going. Here's new courses. Here's new cars. I mean, look at what, look at what Fortnite does. Like, here's new skins. Something happened on the map. We all, oh, we changed the map. We added a new gun. Oh, like that's how they keep those games going. Like, I wouldn't be that convinced that a company doing a battle royale successfully could make a game like Horizon or Ghost of Tsushima or AC Valhalla work. It's significantly more challenging. So that's why I'm pushing back on the notion like, no, they've proven they can do live service. One game? One model? What are we talking about here? That doesn't prove anything. It, it's way harder in certain genres to nail live service. That's why live service, I think, has so much potential going forward. Because Diablo 4's model is completely different than other companies and how they set it up. Watch my upload later today. Because they're pushing back on the pay-to-win thing. I got an upload coming later today about that. And their, their model is going to be drastically different than other models. <coughs> So you're saying Ubisoft has proven themselves? I don't think I ever mentioned Ubisoft, but you know, sure, throw that out there and put it in, you know, put those words in my mouth if it makes you feel like you're making a grand point. I didn't even mention Ubisoft. What are you talking about? Because they have a couple of live service games. So you're reducing my point down, my 15 to 20 minute rant on this. You're reducing my point down to if someone has live service games. That means that they've proven that they can do it. What what in the world have I said for the past 20 minutes to make you think that? That was me? Oh, is he talking to you? I'm like, what the huh? Like, I've not mentioned UB. I mean, I mentioned AC Valhalla. That was a while ago. And we, I wouldn't even honestly say 
I wouldn't even honestly say that AC Valhalla has fully landed. I feel like AC Valhalla is a testing environment. We've not seen the true Ubisoft Assassin's Creed live service game yet. We haven't. AC Valhalla was a testing ground. And they and I, I think they did a great job with it, but I wouldn't be like, oh no, yeah, Ubi has a proven track record with live service. No, they actually have a shaky track record with Div 1, Div 2, and now AC Valhalla. I would say they're on a trajectory of improvements and figuring it out, but they're not on a trajectory of like, oh yeah, man, they just bang out successful live service games. No. I think GT7 and Forza Horizon are probably one of the most consistent live service games out there now that I think about it. I think you would find that racing games and battle royales are probably the most consistent, Sven. Yes. And I think some of that is related to the genre. I don't want to reduce it down to it's just new cars and new racetracks. It's just easy. I'm not trying to say that. But do you really think keeping Gran Turismo 7 going for five years is is as difficult as let's take a Horizon game for five years. Let's get people to play this game. Open world, skill trees, RPG, loot tables, cooperative open world play with enemies and damage and aggro. They're, They're not even in the same ballpark, man. I just don't think so. What's the Warframe platform percentage look like these days? How many on PlayStation? I mean, I don't know where Warframe is. Warframe never has impressive numbers. They have impressive endurance and longevity, but Warframe never puts up impressive numbers. Cars are less complex than characters. Not only cars are less complex than characters, your car doesn't have to go interact with a a, a two-ton enemy. Here, I'm going to shoot a bow at an elephant. Like, it, it isn't, I just don't think it's comparable. I think you can take the logistics and the pieces and the parts of the successful live service games like Battle Royales and car games, and you could certainly to apply it to a Horizon live service game. You could. But I think everything gets way more complicated the minute you're in an environment where you have... Um, uh, loot tables and skill trees and, and RPG elements and I don't know I just think there, there's a lot more involved there sim cars are definitely more complex than a character what what we're not we're, so in GT7 it, like you're gonna try and tell me that in GT7 the sim aspect of the car is more complex than a character like Aloy with five different skill trees and then and then add on top of skill trees loot tables <laughs> no mathematically you lose that comparison i'll take one class in diablo 4 with their skill trees potential loot combinations both weapons and armor as well as their paragon board and your car is going to look like a joke gonna look like a joke in comparison the complexity and how much you can change on that car with respect to what can you adjust what pieces can you move and remove you're talking about billions of permutations of character builds in games like Diablo 4 compared to cars it's not even a comparison there's 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 literally no way there's no way it's even comparable 
Because you're talking about a completely different loot table with respect to quantitative size. And then there's also the ongoing nature of it. Like, you're always adding on to your character in a game like Diablo 4. You don't understand what they do to build those cars? It's adorable that you think I'm talking about developing the car, because I'm not. I'm talking about what the player can do. The amount of things that you can do to the car. I'm not talking about developmental prowess. I never even mentioned that. You said it's more complex than a character. I started talking about what you could do. Five skill trees, a loot table, a paragon board. One class in Diablo 4 has millions of permutations of what they can do in the world represented by power. And all of that has to be tested and considered. The car is a character with a skill tree? Right. And what you can do to that car comparatively to what you can do to a character in Diablo 4 it's not comparable it isn't RPGs with respect to the skill trees the loot table and how much that loot table can interact with those skill trees it's not even remotely comparable it just isn't and you're taking me off on a rabbit trail that has nothing to do with the discussion so now that you've 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 attempted to claim l- l- let's track the argument because i'm not falling for this nonsense i know what you're doing you're moving us to another ball field and i'm not going with you i refuse i see what you're doing at first it was balking at the idea that well Sony's proven they can do hasn't really proven they can do live service and you're trying to squeeze Gran Turismo 7 into this giant like triumph of game prowess and when it's clear that that's just not a compelling argument because Sony literally bought Bungie because they need help with live service they don't really do live service so you lose that argument you lost that argument the record is here we've got a we've got a 57 minute stream to show you got kicked around the ring trying to claim that like Sony's proven they're good at live service cuz you got one game let's ignore the fact they bought Bungie and ignore the fact that like GT7 had a rocky start had to immediately respond a consumer response That's not exactly boating confidence in their ability to do live service, right? So you lose that argument. Now let's move on to the complexity of the cars and what the developers do with the complexities of the cars. That has nothing to do with what we were talking about. It just doesn't. It doesn't. The longevity of a game with five different classes, loot tables, new worlds to go to, new enemies to fight, is significantly more challenging than taking the actual sort of world of a sports game, a battle royale, or a car game, and having it go on in perpetuity. They're they're fundamentally different approaches. The idea that like, oh, it's really complex and the cars have skill trees, and you think I'm like, they do?! I knew I knew that when I said what I said. I know that they have skill trees. I know they have lots of fine tuning you can do, and it still doesn't compare. It doesn't compare because every axe, every helmet, every spear, every gun, every single piece of the game interacts with thousands of enemies, hundreds of hundreds of instances of potential game-breaking bugs. And on top of that loot table and that system with millions of permutations of different builds, they have to give you more things to do again and later on. That's not even remotely the same as keeping a car game or a battle royale going. 
It isn't. But did Sony say we're totally incapable of doing this and have no idea what we're doing without Bungie? No, but baking that into my argument makes for a great straw man. I didn't say that. The, no, you're reframing the argument. That's subtle and, and, and not a great way to win an argument. I never said that. The point was made. Man, you man, you pro Sony guys. You 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 got it. You really go. The point was Oh, you're responding to Techno. I was like, "Are you responding to me?" I never indicated that. The point was somebody simply said, "Sony doesn't hasn't really proven to do game as a service." That's all that was stated. You guys talk about the Xbox guys being sensitive. Buddy. <laughs> buddy when the shoe's on the other foot we've just debated for 30 minutes about Gran Turismo 7 cause a guy typed one sentence he typed one he typed one sentence I know you're not being pro Sony Sven I'm talking about the entire crux of this argument it's not outlandish to say Sony doesn't have a proven track record with games as service and they readily admit that when they're like we don't really do this. Let's buy Bungie and have them help us. The game. The question I heard was, "Get what game is proof they can do live service?" No one said that. You heard that because you've only got one game to answer with. Yeah, you you heard that. Oh yeah, what game? I only need one game. He needs one game. So in 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 my mid thousand word tirade you're gonna single that question out and be like no that's what the discussion was about lono said what game have have they have they shown you know to be really good with live service like and you think that's what i meant we're in search for one game and if we can find one game then then we can establish that sony has proven that they can do live service so in the context of me asking that question context is always king in communication in the context of me asking that question, the statement was made, Sony's not really proven they can do game as a service. And I'm like, I tend to agree. Can we really name a game that's shown they can do it? And you name one game, you name Gran Turismo 7. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't really prove they can do live service. You have one game. Rocky launch immediately got to fix a lot of the negative feedback from the player base and that's the answer to the guy's initial question or the guy's initial premise. They've not really proven they can do games as a service. If the freaking shoe was on the other foot and someone said, Microsoft hasn't really proven that they can do single-player narrative cinematic games, right? They've not really proven they can do that. And then someone walked Hellblade 2 out. Let's say Hellblade 2 had already launched. Dollars to donuts, you would say one game doesn't prove that Xbox can do that. You'd walk out the litany of games that Sony has that are single player, narrative driven, and are cinematic. You'd walk them out and be like, look, Sony's proven they can do this. Microsoft with one game, they've not proven they can do anything. They got one game and they bought the studio and they were already working on it and it was already continuing off of the last Hellblade game. But when it's Sony, it's like, well, we just need one title. And that proves that Sony can do live service. They seem awfully stupid then as a company, don't they? Doesn't Sony seem really stupid? Hey, man, you guys proved you could do live service. Yep. 
Well, we bought Bungie to essentially spearhead our live service efforts since we've not really done this traditionally. Our sort of central identity and some of our biggest you know, properties are single-player narrative-driven games. In fact, we're, that's kind of what we're known for. It's kind of our thing. They seem kind of stupid. Like, if they prove they can do live service, that's an awful lot of money <laughs> for Bungie to come in and help them with something that they've already proven they can do. You know what I'm saying? What's Gran Turismo 7 total sales numbers? I'm guessing it's fairly small, as it's a racing game sim. Oh no, racing games are very popular. They're very commercially successful. Yes. Are you insinuating that they're stupid because they bought Bungie? I'm not insinuating that they're stupid. I'm saying if you hold both things in in your hand, you make them look stupid. If you're going to ardently argue, they've proven they can do live service, Look at Gran Turismo 7. Okay, they literally walked out into the public and said, we're buying Bungie because we 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 don't really do live service. They're going to spearhead it for us. That makes them look really dumb. Like, imagine arguing that some company has proven they can do something, and then they literally run out and do a million, couple million dollar acquisition to have somebody help them do it. That makes them look, you look stupid at that point. It's more likely that it's not really something that they have experience with. Right? It's more than likely that, like, Gran Turismo 7 isn't, like, the be-all, end-all to the live service future of Sony. It doesn't really prove they can do anything. Not to mention, Gran Turismo 7 is an established brand with very loyal consumers. So it being commercially successful and... And successfully launching and getting support isn't really like, oh yeah, they can definitely do live service. It wasn't some brand's new IP that shocked the world. I went back and you asked, do they have a mainline game they've done as game as service? I answered GT7, totally true. Yes, and when you cherry pick one sentence out of a really, really long rant, underneath the context of what was stated in chat, sure, you can answer that question. There's nothing compelling about it. I never said that GT7 isn't an answer. I said it's not compelling given the reason I asked the question. The guy walked in chat and said, they've not really proven they can do games as a service. And I said, I tend to agree with that because Creature kind of balked at what he said. And I was like, no, I think he's right. I think he's totally correct. I don't think they've really proven they've done games as a service. So I tossed that question out. And even if I grant Gran Turismo 7, I just don't think there's a ton of live service punch there. It's a really established brand. Super established brand. I read what he was saying wrong, said that 20 minutes ago. I, I did, I'm, I'm obviously trying to read you know, an almost 400 person chat. I mean, I'm, I'm doing my best with what people said, conceded, or you know, admitted to misunderstanding. All I'm saying is, is that it's crystal clear to me that Sony admits this is not our strong suit. We bought a company that's good at this to help us with live service. All of that substantiates what was initially stated. They've not really proven that they can do live service. You got one game that's that's, that's doing it, sort of. 
Like, how many live service elements are there in GT7 that would be analogous to the live service elements you need in a game like Horizon? Or that you need in a game like the ones that Bungie's going to help them build? Like, obviously, if you take Bungie's expertise from Destiny and you shove that into action adventure games, like, what's that going to look like? Like, that's the point. Five minutes left to get Sable for free on the Epic Game Store. Oh, nice. If you guys ever use the Epic Game Store to actually buy games, use code LONO. Most people use the Epic Game Store just to snag games on there free. Yo, five months from J-Bones. Five months already. Time flies when you're having fun. It's actually been a little longer. I lurked for a couple months. Thanks for the streams. Thank you so much, my man, J-Bones. I appreciate that so, so much. Guys, this number in the corner already off to a strong start. That's a new member count. Every 25, I got to give five. Who wants to add to this? We already had a strong start with Terminal Stupidity. Thank you for doing that. We've already had a coffee order. If you've never been here before, do all the things. Smash like. Uh, smash like. And make sure that you are subscribed so you can talk in my chat. We love all the contribution. Seeing new subscribers right now. Thank you for jumping in. When Sony did their report, they said that MLB is their only game that is live service. They don't consider GT7 a live service. Multiplayer games are not always live service. Is that accurate? Hey, somebody ordered some coffee like a minute ago. Oh, this is a subscription renewal uh, for Silver Shadow, a bag of light roast. You guys can do subscriptions with our coffee. Is that accurate? Does Sony not even consider GT7 live service? I mean, I'm not I don't necessarily know if I want to argue that. As far as I can tell, GT7 is live service light at the very least. It's ongoing, is it not? That report was done before GT7 says Paul. I can't believe MLB is a live service. It's a new box every year. Yeah, that's I, I would find that to be a pretty weak uh, argument. I'm fairly certain that GT7 is 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 structured from the ground up to be a live service game. Hey, Reforge, I'm here with a cup of Frickmas. Yo. Guys, get yourself a bag. Limited edition white bags. The printer's mistake is your benefit. I signed them. These are limited edition. You can be one of the people that were here. Hashtag white Frickmas. If you're not, this is, by the way, not a sponsor. You see the logo over there, Reforge Gaming? Yeah, Reforge Roast. This is our coffee. We got all the flavor stuff on the back. Look at that. Super professional. Get those orders in. Oh, this is supposed to be right here, actually. Yeah. I need to get a bag that's in a little bit better shape. This thing's gotten kind of beat up. I think Horizon Multiplayer will be awesome. Okay. Let's bring things back around. So if you've been here for the last 30 minutes or so, this is kind of what we do. We get in the ring, we have debates, we have discussions, but everybody stays respectful. You notice like nobody got banned, nobody name called. That's what we do here. If you like this kind of highly interactive, sort of passionate conversation discourse, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Let me summarize what's going on. So a Horizon multiplayer game was announced officially, excuse me, by Gorilla. Gorilla basically says, we're going to continue doing solo adventures with Aloy, but we're also building a multiplayer game in Horizon. Now, if you listen to their quote from their tweet, 
I think they're confirming this game will be separate and not include Aloy. They said they're going to continue to create epic solo adventures for Aloy, but also a new internal team is developing a separate online project set in Horizons universe. I see these things as being separate, not in just theme and genre, but that the solo adventures for Aloy will not be really touching down on this multiplayer project. Now, there's also a Horizon MMO in the works by the Korean studio NCSoft. This was essentially rumored and leaked, but it's I think it's pretty locked and true. This multiplayer experience, this Horizon multiplayer game or Horizon live service game is not that MMO. It's something different. So we started talking about what exactly would a game look like this live service. I have made very many predictions about that there will be a rise in live service games going forward. I even, when we first started streaming this show over here, I made the argument based on things I saw in AC Valhalla and things I saw in Ghost of Tsushima, I made the argument that we will start to see action-adventure games like this shift into live service. And now we're hearing about a Horizon multiplayer game. D 9 with 11 months of membership, and it's a member plus. Let us know when Frickmas is running low. It'll be a while before it's running low. It's moving quick, though. It's moving quick. We fulfilled, I think, 16 or My wife's going to be fulfilling 16 orders. No, not 16. She's going to be fulfilling 20 orders today. let's look at Bungie's track records and Sony trusts them with it I don't necessarily think they bought Bungie because they're like oh their track record it's more about their experience they have tons of internal data and if we're honest they have the one game that really did what all the other games tried to do and failed like Anthem Div 1, Div 2. A lot of games tried to walk out and do the ongoing looter model, the ongoing shooter model, and they failed. Bungie's got a game that somehow jumped through eight rings of fire and failure and kept going. I mean, if anything, games that launch and are just sort of successful and just kind of hum... That just doesn't seem to be the case. Whether you look at Diablo 3 or No Man's Sky or Destiny, they all have live service models and ongoing models that quite literally walk through the coals of hell. They almost all died. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, Teddy, currently, yes. But the current state of content and consumer satisfaction in one game isn't an indict. It's not an indictment of the seven years that led up to them being bought, right? They they seemingly figured it out and had things working and humming for seven years. They learned a lot of great lessons. And yeah, right now, people aren't thrilled. Game's in 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 a rough patch and in a rough spot. But similar things have happened with Diablo. Diablo 3's been going eight years with the seasonal model and Loot 2.0. And... I think there are people right now that are like, I just don't want to do another seasonal character in Diablo. I can't bring myself to care. I've kind of done this before. I think games just hit that ceiling. Or fighting games live service? If they have an ongoing model of content ad and monetization, sure. You'd be really interested in reacting to Jim Ryan presentation on live service uh, live on the stream. 
Except my challenge could be interesting and insightful. Can I link it for real? I mean, I don't really do that. I don't really do that, Shelly. We do reaction content, and so you could put that in my Discord, and if I think it's a good video, it'll end up being an upload. It'll end up being an upload. Whether it's an article or a video, we have a room in the Discord for reaction suggest content, and then it'll end up as a as an upload. We end every day. Well, not every day. We end every other day, roughly, with an uploaded piece of content that's like a more of like a morsel, ten minute thing instead of what we're doing right now is you know ongoing. <clears throat> Approximately three hundred thousand online. Looking rough. No idea what they'll do to turn it around. The current uh, four season model is beginning to wear thin. Generally speaking, generally speaking, I wouldn't, I don't want to see concurrent. I want to see daily. I want to see daily. I know, I know that, I know that, uh, the, the, the ebbs and flows of that game pretty well. Um, I would want to see daily total login, not current. I don't want to see current that that's never helpful in my mind. Time of day can affect that, you know, uh, day before reset can affect that, you know, day of resets tended to be stronger and. You know, five, yeah, Fridays and Friday, Saturdays tend to be stronger. So I, it's it, it, grabbing one snapshot of current logins. I want to see total logins for the last twenty four hours. <clears throat> uh, we can say whatever we want about GT Seven, but the fact remains that they do not require the same things to stay relevant and successful. Nor would I consider the difficulty to do the same either. That's the last thirty days. What? Oh yeah, Eugene just gave me the Oh no, that's actually not normal at all, Eugene. No. No, this early in a season, that's very low. Yeah. That's not like the world is ending low. But this early in a season, that's that's low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 quite a bit lower than typical seasonal rhythm. And I don't think that's alarming. I think that's normal right it's not normal for them the pattern is usually the first month is extremely steady one and a half mil a day no sweat and weekends typically got closer to two 1.7 mil right this are the first three weeks were always just banging right and then it would slowly decline right i don't think that's abnormal though this long in a game's life cycle Diablo 3 is likely going through similar fatigue of like, I've just done this before, you know? Now, if you look at a game like Horizon, if they design a Horizon multiplayer game, Horizon Live Service, that is, and you're intended to play this thing for years at a time, I don't think anybody would be alarmed at like, hey, the third year in, there's just less people diving back into a season. Let's just say they do the seasonal model. I I just I don't think that that is alarming. Like I don't think it's like oh my gosh, what's happening? It's like no, that's pretty typical. I think of just general franchise fatigue and player trends. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think it's an even split between platforms. Yeah, I mean we we've got a bot in the Discord that tracks the daily logins. And it is lower than it usually is at this stage of a season. But again, I don't think it's alarmist. And no, Sony Sony has way more uh, lion's share than PC and Xbox. If you um, if you split, 
if you do like a pie chart of uh, of the player base. Will it be third person? That's a really good question. I don't know if they would decide... Uh, oh, you removed that bot. Okay. I am Melee with an entire year of support. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very, very much. That is a gold badge for one year of membership on my channel. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We, uh... We have a nice, nice uh, group of members here. If you guys like hanging out with people in discords and playing games with folks, make sure you guys connect in that way. I wonder if Horizon current engine could support an MMO-sized map and keep graphical fidelity that they have. Um, a Jay Bones isn't just going to do his own membership. He's going to gift one as well, pushing us to 11. That's nice. See, that 11 will bother people. When it hits 25, I have to give 5, but that 11 should bother people. Come on, guys, look at that. That's like such an awkward, odd number. <laughs> King Trout got the gifted member. Welcome on in, King Trout. Appreciate you so, so much. J-Bone's going to do another one. He's going to do this one at a time. He's going to slow walk it. Somebody help out our man Jay here. Keep this member train going. I appreciate it very, very much, Jay. That one went to Wishbone. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mitch McDonald hits 13 months lucky number 13 thank you so so much welcome back in which one is the red in that breakdown uh, the Horizon Forbidden West map is huge it's a rip for an MMO oh it's ripe for an MMO I was thinking about how they use the same engine what I was going to say is they use the same engine for, um, uh, shoot. I, the name escaped me. Death Stranding. Sorry. They use this engine for Death Stranding and Death Stranding is like a big game. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they've got some, they got big areas in that game. I don't, I don't actually think this engine's a, a concern at all. For a big open open world live service game, I, I don't think so. I uh, I happen to think that they probably are looking at it being very easy to to break into the live service open world model because of you know the engine's ability in in other environments. Um, that's I mean I can't say for certain that it can because obviously I've never worked with the engine. But just based on the fact that they were able to use it in the way that they did in another game, I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid engine. I posted the link in the general chat of your Discord. Might be worth reacting to. It's nifty to see Sony actually think about all this stuff. All right, hang on one second, um, Shelly. Thank you very much. I'm gonna gra- I'm gonna grab that video and I'm gonna put it in my reacts room and I'll check it later. I appreciate that very very much. Um, it looks like he did that on my wedding anniversary. Did that say May 26? Yeah, May 26 of this year. That's my wedding anniversary. Yo, what's good, Gamer Chef? How are you? Appreciate you being here. All right. Published. Yesterday's PlayStation capture was 350 and Steam had 260. It's not even a split. 
Yeah, y'all are going to have to take that somewhere else, man. We, we went from saying, I will talk about that game to debating the player base numbers. The point is, I know it touches on Sony buying them. I know. I know it touches on Sony buying Bungie. But by and large, like, snapshotting low points in consumer feedback and customer satisfaction, I don't necessarily think that's an indictment of what that company has achieved. I think Sony looked at the history and said, a lot of people have tried to do live service and have failed. These guys have somehow figured out how to survive in 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 this environment, right? Let's let's get them to help us out here. I don't think that Sony is going to do live service the way people think they are. I see a base game experience with large expansion packs that add significant content to the gameplay loop. I don't know why you would think that because that is literally the traditional single player DLC model. Why would you think they would do live service that way? It's so hard to do that. You're describing a single-player content model and like, well, no, Sony's going to do that for live service. If they're just going to do that for live service, what do they need Bungie for? They already they already treat their games like that sometimes. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be the approach at all. Like, look at this. Look at how Diablo 3 survived. Look at how Destiny survived. Look at what No Man's Sky has essentially copied the Diablo 3 model with Expeditions. And you think Sony's big addition to the live service ecosystem is to basically say, we're going to keep our games going with a single player DLC content model. The frick? No! I don't agree with that at all. I think that's the most unlikely outcome of any outcome that we get from this. <laughs> like, let's let's go with big substantive content ads. Yeah, that take longer to build and get ripped. I mean, ripped through by live service players. Live service players play in such a way you can't do that. It's 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 literally like putting uh, an afternoon snack in front of a ravenous, starving group of teenage boys. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been around teenage boys? They literally eat all day long. It's like, what is happening? How are you not full, right? It's because their metabolism is is like, <clears throat> it's like running at the rate of a bunny. It's like, what is happening? Just eat, 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 right? You, you put something meager in front of, you know, all they get back from basketball practice. You're like, hey guys, we've been slaving away in the kitchen for you. We got you a pizza. And there's seven of them. They're like, huh? We're all gonna get a slice? That's not gonna work. Gone. And they're like, do you have anything else? That's a live service player. A live service player is gonna look at your DLC and say, that's it? I'm going to be done with that in a week. That's not a live service game. That's a single player game that you can play with other people. There is, I'm telling you right now, I will put money on the table. There is no way Sony takes that approach. Most Sony games don't have DLC packs at all. Okay, but I was thinking of Horizon because that's what they did with Horizon Zero Dawn. They did one DLC model, like one DLC. If they would have continued to do that, that, that that wouldn't suddenly make it a live service game. All you can play with other people were doing DLC every five months. It, that's no way to maintain a player base. Wheezy says it's a quick way to have your live service games die. 
If there's one thing that Diablo 3 and Destiny 2 have proven quite definitively, it's that DLC model doesn't work for live service games. It doesn't. You have to commit way too many people, way too much time, and way too many resources for a piece of content that is inhaled in a week. And then what are they going to do? What are you, what, what you going to do? We're sure this isn't the same as the MMO. I can't imagine they're trying to run two live service games out of the same franchise. It doesn't make any sense. Um... I don't know. I think it does make sense. I think it does make sense because I think they want three levels of engagement. They want the single player game. They want a live service, like action, action adventure, live service game. And then they want an MMO. I, 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 yeah, I think they're taking like the Assassin's Creed approach. It's like, we're going to give you multiple ways to play our game and play our universe. You want another single player adventure with Aloy? Here's another single player game. You want an action-adventure live-service game to play with your buds? It's more arcade-ish? Here you go. You want an MMO? Like an actual MMO? Yeah, we're having a Korean company build it. Sounds like spreading yourself thin. MMOs are hard to upkeep. Yeah, well, they're not building the MMO. You're forgetting that if the rumors are true, a Korean company is building the MMO, not Gorilla. I think that may be where the wires are getting a little bit crossed here. Jor Raptor, he says he believes these new listings in-house at Guerrilla is for a different title entirely. Because the rumors about the Horizon MMO, that NCSoft is building that. That MMO is probably mobile. That's not a bad prediction. Like, what's NCSoft known for? Aren't they known for mobile games? I'm not actually sure what they're what they're primarily mo- known for. But yeah, they're having a Korean company build the MMO. If, I would agree with you. If there was like rumors that Gorilla was building an MMO and then we saw these job listings, oh, I'd 100% agree. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is their hiring for the MMO. But they're hiring seemingly for a completely separate project. It's even described differently. Like it doesn't even sound like an MMO. They said they're going to continue to create epic solo adventures for Aloy and then a new internal team will be developing a separate online project set in Horizons Universe. That just doesn't sound like an MMO. It doesn't. But that sounds like what I have been describing. I've been telling people, look at what AC Valhalla did. It's going to impact the market. I told y'all, I said, that's that's going forward. People that build these big action adventure games, they're going to turn them into live service games. AC Valhalla is going to impact this market. And I started saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Ghost of Tsushima game is live service of everything that they did in Legends. That's a great test case for a loot table. It's a great test case for cooperative play and PvP play. Can you make that work in a samurai game? You can play cooperative missions two-player in Tsushima Legends. You can. You can play against other people, like what, 4v4 or whatever, and you don't actually duel or anything. I, I'm telling you, I, I think that this is... We're seeing it now with Horizon. NCSoft is known for... Guild Wars, Lineage 1 and 2, Blade and Soul, Wildstar. <sighs> Are any of those mobile games, Wheeze? Guild Wars and Lineage mobile? No, they're not. I just think they're very different. Having NCSoft build an MMO and then Guerrilla hiring for an online experience, those don't sound like the same games to me. 
They need to add dueling to Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I can't see them adding dueling. Because of any any amount of lag, I just don't know. It's two it's two millisecond I don't know. I don't know about that. Here's another thing that they said about the Horizon Online game, this hor- this online project. It's going to be a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look. You want to bet? You want to bet it looks a little bit more like Fortnite and a little less like Horizon? A little bit more cartoony? A little bit more arcade-ish? That's what I would think they're going to do. Maybe almost like comic book-ish? Is For Honor a joke to you? It's a game all about dueling? Yes, and For Honor's combat style is nothing like Tsushima. Tsushima's too too quick. That'd be like saying, let's have PvP in Sekiro or Neo. Come on. It's too fast. I don't For Honor's nothing like that. What did Hilly say? Does Sony have any live service games currently? We had a debate about this earlier. GT7 is basically Sony's only live service game at the moment. In Ghost of Tsushima, you only get one stance. That would who I would why would I want to duel in Ghost of Tsushima with one stance? That fundamentally changes the game. That would that that wouldn't be Ghost of Tsushima if they, if they only give you one stance. If the game looked like this art style, yeah, I mean they already put they already put Aloy into Fortnite, and so we've already seen. We've already seen this art style sort of before. We've already kind of seen this, right? Like, I, you see what I'm saying? Like, that to me, if they go more that route, more arcade-ish, more, more action, action arcade game, I, I think that could work. I think you're all setting this up to be like a looter live service. I think that Sony is looking at the Monster Hunter formula and adding continued support to that model. I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that they could go with a Monhun style. Jelly says, yikes, burn it. I don't disagree. They could they could go with the more Monhun style model. It doesn't need to be... I've not once said anything about it being a looter. You're baking that into the argument. You do that a lot, by the way. No one has said anything about it being a looter live service. You guys are setting this up to be like a looter live service. No, you are to make your point. Nobody here said that. I see it being more like an ongoing action RPG where you get stronger and you flesh out your skill tree. And yeah, maybe there is some loot. Maybe there's some abilities. But I wouldn't, I've not said once it would be like a looter live service. There's also lots of different ways to do games like this. Yes, I think a Horizon-style game could be Monhun-style. We got new Mons. We got new areas for you to go. You know, sure. But I again, there's there's more to live service games than it's either a looter or a Monhun. You know... Action RPG doesn't always mean looter, which Lona never said. Yeah, I I never said that. Like, I referenced AC Valhalla because AC Valhalla is, I believe, it's impacted the market. Now, I did say that Tsushima tested a loot table. They did that with Legends. You had, like, the green, the blue. Like, the, the loot got better as it went up. 
the loot got better as it went up. I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they could do that. There's a loot table in Horizon right now. The farther you get in the game, her loot gets better. So I don't, I don't think it's beyond the scope of possibility that there's a looting aspect. But I don't think it's going to be like an Anthem or a Division or a Destiny. No. I think it would primarily focus on your your build and like discovered abilities and stuff and then you know new mons to to fight with your buds it's project LLL by the same NCSoft yes funny enough Aloy's in Monster Hunter 2 isn't she's all they also put her in Genshin didn't they I don't I didn't like that that was annoying I predict Guerrilla Games having another multiplayer game it's an FPS shooter but it's set in the Horizon universe but in the past society where civilization is at war and humanity collapsed I mean I love a good out there prediction I do I don't know if that would work I don't know Shelly because that everyone would be like well why even call it Horizon at that point What's up, Lono? Mary Frickmas. Yo, Mary almost Frickmas. Thank you so much. Think Sony will acquire another live service company? No, I think Bungie's heading it up. You compare the game to Diablo and AC Valhalla. None of those games are like Mon Hunt, which has loot from monsters you hunt. That's the progression loop. Hunt monsters get stronger. Right, and it could be like that. You could be literally scavenging, because you already do that in Horizon, right? You break off their antler, you break off the pieces, and you gather the pieces, and then you use them. But, you know, the seed bed's already laid for that, but the, the AC Valhalla doesn't isn't isn't like a looter live service. Now, Diablo is, but Diablo grounds it in the seasonal model with rifts. Yo! Zybersword putting us on the doorstep of the goal 22 out of 25 every 25 members I have to give 5 back to pay it forward and putting a super close I'm seeing a bunch of names I recognize Mystified Mark Anthony Alex is here all the time Jim James is here all the time Cujo Jeremy Burek Claw Killers here all the time Mike Leo Lion and Casual Grinder you guys just got gifted a member welcome to Reforge Gaming we invite you to join us for member segments all week long and Friday night streams with my wife. As a member, you also get access to my members-only Discord, so make sure you cash in on that. Regardless, you're getting overpriced micro store and battle passes. Your soul will be drained. I don't agree with that pessimistic outlook at all. I don't. I think I think plenty of games are proving you can do live service, you can do ongoing support, and not have people feeling like they're getting squeezed and and getting as you said a um uh what, how did you how did you phrase it his name is lono well i mean that's what i go by in this in this venue i i don't i don't i don't agree with that an overpriced micro store and battle passes your soul will be drained yeah i don't think so GG, uh, Gorilla foreshadowed it with the seven. The Tanakh people praised those army veteran squad. It's foreshadowed. The people praised the bomber jets. You're right. Shelly, you're right. That's not a bad theory at all. 
No, yeah, there is a lot of foreshadowing. I mean, that could have just been really creative lore building, or that literally could be pointing to it's going to be a very different style game. I would think, though, Shelly, that they would they would have they would have established that already. Listen to some of these job descriptions that I think make your theory a little bit more challenging. Let's press on your theory and see how strong it is, right? They uh, need a lead world designer that's going to bring the Expanding Horizon universe to a multiplayer audience. That doesn't sound like they're going back. It sounds like they're going forward. I don't want to read too much into it, but they're bringing the Expanding Horizon universe to a multiplayer audience. Like, hey, we're going to keep expanding this universe, and we want you guys to come play together. That doesn't feel like a game that wouldn't be third person and then similar to Aloy's combat. Second, senior combat designer will help design abilities that create cooperative opportunities for multiple playable characters. Again, that seems to center around abilities, which is what primarily your your combat centers on right now. Lastly, machine combat designer would aim to create machines to provide variety of challenges against multiple players. This all sounds very much like it's not going to have a huge departure from what the game feels like right now as far as being third-person, action-based, abilities-based, fighting against the mods. I don't think it's going to be like a first-person shooter. I'm not crazy. They make first-person shooters. We know they have multiple teams. They've been hiding for... uh, They've been hiring for multiplayer since 2017. They have multiple teams. They will do both. Okay, I'll grant you that. Yo, Willie Kale, welcome back. And thanks for doing a member plus. Guys, we only need three more. Who's going to do it? We only need three more members, and I got to get five. I'll grant you that, Shelly. They could have a, a, a side project shooter that, you know, takes us back to relive. Because you are right. I think they do heavily focus on that guerrilla team during that during that one, um, the, the, the Tanakh temple or whatever you're in. I could see them doing that. I don't think that's the MMO, and I don't think it's this game that they're they're describing with these job listings. What you're describing sounds to me like, like a $40 offshoot thing. Just continue to firmly establish the Horizon universe is a really big thing. Davis' way to make a shooter is to engross it in the Horizon universe. It's safer than making a new IP. It's also risky, Shelley. Because people would be like, why are you calling this a Horizon game if it's a first-person shooter? There's risk there. I think there's risk there of 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 blending your your diluting your brand and making people say, "Well, I don't understand why why is this a Horizon game? This doesn't make much sense. It's a shooter." We'll end up on a battle pass if the live service game doesn't have loot. Just cosmetics makes the pass pointless to me. Maybe battle pass fatigue. I tend to wonder, Hilly. I do. I tend to wonder how do you how do you make people grind and do stuff for just cosmetics? Like, obviously, I'm my mindset is loot based. Yo, Willie's gonna help us out. He's like, we only need three more. I'll give us one. Thank you so much. Twenty three out of twenty five, my man. Sony Nakamura got one. Sony's here all the time. Thank you so much for being here, Sony. It's the reason for live service and all Jim talked about was wanting revenue increases. I'd be shocked if it's not all about micros. See, but what you're doing, King, is I think you're jumping to a conclusion. I don't think it logically follows that 
Hey, Willie's going to do another one. All right, we're right on the doorstep here. 24. There's 25 from Zinthos. 25 out of 25. Willie Kales went to Bama La Banana and Dashra Nakra got one. I'm a man of my word. That's 25. That means I have to give five. Willie's going to do one more. He's going to he's going to awkwardly push us to 26. So, oops, that's 36. That's not right. There we go. So, if that hits 50, I have to do this again by the way. So, Willie's putting putting one in the bank for the next for the next run. <laughs> he's he's like, "Hey, I I'll, I'll give you guys another another one. I'll bump us to the next one." Thank you very much, Willie. That's very generous. That one went to Wayne's. That one went to Wayne's. They clearly have a split in all the teams. It sounds like four plus more games. Yeah, Paul says it sounds like they're building four games because they're also doing something in Amsterdam. 100 items every three months is a lot of stuff to add, plus the content needs stuff. How on earth do you fill that void in a non-loot-based game like GT7, I imagine, gives you cars? Hey, there's my five. Jive Turkey, Free J Free, Cypher, Outsider, and Calm Adrenaline. You guys all got gifted members. Welcome in. And we already have one for the next batch. So 24 more and I'll do it again. Here's another plot twist. We heard that the Horizon show would jump between the past and the future. If the past's society collapse, you'll see military fighting the plague and the robot things. I mean, again, I don't dislike your theory, Shelly, but when I press on it with respect to this Horizon multiplayer game, I don't think what they're building or describing is what you're describing. You're certainly describing something that could happen. You are. You're describing something that could happen. We could see, we could 100% see them say, hey, th- this, isn't, this isn't our only thing. Right? This isn't our only thing that we're doing. We got multiple teams, multiple projects. We're expanding the Horizon universe. There could be an offshoot shooter like you're describing. I don't disagree with that. Take it back to when the Zero Dawn project started, armies. Yeah, well, and that's that's what Shelly's point has been, is there's a point in Horizon Forbidden West where they basically have you listen to a bunch of history about these this military team. It's when you're in, like, this Tanakh temple, and it, they're, they're, like, they walk you through that history of, like, what happened and how it all went down. And I, I, I think that, yeah, they very much could be like, hey, let's go back and tell that story. You know, that could be really, really good. I'm basically saying Gorilla is big enough uh, and historied enough that they've got loads more projects than people expect. They're going to be shocked. Oh, they're going to shock the world. It'll be wild. I mean, reinvesting in Gorilla and Insomniac, I'm all about it. The fact that we're supposed to get Spider-Man late next year and then probably Wolverine the year after is crazy to me. That's crazy. I'm sure there'll be materials to craft weapons, armors, plus something to add, stats like charms and stuff. Monster Hunter structures definitely having all of that. I think it's a solid theory. Might catch legs or go south depending on the show coming. I always think it's risky when you change genre. Yo, Mumpy with five months of membership. Thanks for jumping back in. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you to everybody who has hit subscribe today. Gifted members helping us hit our daily goal. Thank you everybody who has ordered coffee. If you haven't smashed the like button yet, consider doing that. That is free. 
and it helps the video find more people. We know Insomniac have multiplayer game too. I'm thinking a Spider-Verse spinoff. What say you? Sony has so much varied and unique angles on all these IPs, it's actually wild. They're bound to catch such varied and different tastes of all people. I mean, if Insomniac's going to do a multiplayer game, I don't think they would do Spider-Verse. I think that they could build a live service game for Sony and they could do it with the X-Men. If they could get the rights to an X-Men game, you could like make your own mutant and you'd be at like think Hogwarts meets, you know, think Hogwarts meets Lyle uh, live service. Carl Urban, Carl Rule. <laughs> That's funny. I agree with Lono here. The game Shelly's describing sounds amazing, but I don't think that this is the project they're going to be doing something like that in. We'll get Wolverine right between the release of Starfield and Halo in Season (laughs) 5. We'll all be mutants. Yeah, they could use Wolverine, the game, to, like, spring off into that. Like, you could almost have, like, a Hogwarts Legacy style where, like, you're at the school, you know, of the gifted. Yeah, meets, like, DC Universe. Right, right, right. Like, that's where you start. You go out on missions, get stronger as a mutant, rise in the ranks as an X-Men, and, you know, you could have up to four-player teams that you go out and do stuff with. If you want to build a live-service Marvel game, I think that's that's ripe for an opportunity of... If it's missions, if it's mission more mission-based, okay, then you don't have to worry about creating some big, huge open world... You make it a little bit more mission-based, four-player. You make it action and abilities-based. That could be pretty dope. And you can look at some of the looting aspects of, you know, Avengers and other games to give you, you know, stuff to chase, stuff to get, you know, new abilities. About, you know, and with mutations, with mutations, you could, you know, obviously mutate and augment the abilities. There could be research into that. Like, hey, we're figuring out a way to make your your flight faster or we want to you know we're figuring out ways to make your abilities regen quicker or whatever i think specific multiplayer live service game will be like monhan it will use large expansion pack dlc model to keep players in the funnel i don't disagree with you that if cory if they're going to look at other games that do live service that monhan's the one that they would target and say hey we we can let's 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 target that i don't i don't disagree with that right but I also think you got to be careful because live service games just you have to have a steady rhythm or it's just going to get consumed so quickly. I just I think DLC model is very risky in a live service environment. Weezy says Monster Hunter isn't even what you should use an example of how Horizon might be. Monster Hunter World and Rise weren't designed to be live service games in the sense that we know. You think after the success of these two games that the next Monster Hunter won't lean more heavily into live service? Need to stop using Monster Hunter as an example, says Wheezy. World and Rise haven't even broken the service of potential for Capcom's future live service. Wheezy happens to think that they're going to convert Mon Hunt into a more traditional live service model going forward, because I just think that rhythm of player engagement and potential money is far greater than a DLC model. I just think the expansion pack DLC model has just proven itself to not work. Like, if Bungie's having any kind of an influence on what Sony ends up doing, I really, really do think that you're you are not going. You are not going to see that happen. You're not going to see them go to the DLC model. If Bungie has any influence at all over what Sony does or or the route that this takes, 
I, I just don't think so. I really, really don't. Look up Monster Hunter Rise DLC drop schedule. They drop new DLC very consistently. They do a DLC drop uh, pack in, uh, initially. They have a lot of updates following. Yeah, but if they're dropping DLC packs every two or three months, that's not a traditional DLC model. 0% chance on that. Live service is buggy and broken mess with micros. Multiplayer is just multiplayer. No, not necessarily. Sony's made it very clear they want to build live service games. Do you think it's a coincidence that they said they want to do that and Gorilla announces that they're going to be doing a multiplayer game in the expanding universe of, of Horizon? And live service games are not always buggy and broken messes with micros. Destiny 2 is not a broken, buggy mess with micros. Diablo 3 is not a broken, buggy mess with micros. Elder Scrolls Online, Path of Exile, No Man's Sky. There are plenty of live service games that aren't like that. Even if you look at the successful battle royales like Fortnite or Apex or even Call of Duty Warzone. Well, Call of Duty Warzone you might be able to describe as a pretty broken, buggy mess right now. They were not when, but no, no, nope. When Diablo three it was launched, it wasn't a live service game. When 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 Destiny one launched, it was wanting to be a live service game built on the foundation of a linear game that they broke apart. Right, you see what I'm saying? Like they they handcrafted and molded a live service model as they went. Like. I think Destiny was always intended to be an ongoing game, but they obviously didn't nail it until later because they basically broke apart a linear campaign-based game that Joseph Staten built, and then they tried to emulate live service. It wasn't until, like, Rise of Iron and Age of Triumph in D1 that they actually had a live team and ongoing support and a better rhythm of content, and then it took them a while in D2 to nail the content model. Same thing with Diablo 3. Diablo 3 did not launch as a, as a live service game. It launches a game that you'd continue to play and use the auction house and use the difficulty tiers and the world tiers, but it took them two years to drop Loot 2.0 system in the seasonal model that has essentially evolved and grown over the last eight years. So, and quite literally, one of the most successful live service games in the bunch got went moved away from the DLC format and said, we're not going to do this. It's not conducive to the rhythmic engagement of players. It launches the foundation of a live service game. Yeah, and look at what Destiny did as it went along. They ditched the DLC model. So you honestly think in their eight years, all the things that they've learned and done, you think they're going to walk over to Sony and Sony's going to be like, we got a crack squad idea. Let's do DLC model. And Bungie's going to be like, why would you do that? We've been there, done that, bro. It doesn't work. Now, Monhun, you might say, Monhun does that successfully. But again, Wheezy's saying, no, they're going to move towards live service model. They're not going to keep doing these big DLC models. The Bungie formula for paid content is large expansion packs. They're dropping Lightfall and then have seasonal events around that until the next big expansion. The expansion model works. <laughs> you think it's it's very funny that you think Destiny is proof that the expansion model works, that the DLC model works. <laughs> they're primarily a seasonal model and their expansions, their big annual expansions have now have a rhythm of getting delayed and pushed back. They still do yearly DLC model. 
Right, but that doesn't mean they're doing DLC model. They're not doing three a year, three or four a year. That's what they were doing. They were doing two DLCs a year and then a big annual one. So that was three, basically. They would do two little DLCs and then a big expansion. They've moved away from that. So sure, a live service game can do some type of a big annual thing. Like It won't surprise me at all if Diablo 4 does the seasonal rhythm and then once a year they do a big expansion and they add a class. Like... Hey, we're adding the, uh, we're adding the monk. You know, it's been a year. Here's a big expansion. Here's a big story. And here's a new class. Here's the monk. But leading up to that, they're going to be doing seasonal model. Like when you say DLC model and now you want to act like, oh no, what Destiny's doing is what I'm talking about. That's not the DLC model. That's seasonal with an annual expansion. DLC model is what they did in the past and they went away from it. Seasonal model is not the antithesis of getting an expansion once a year or getting big content drops. I never indicated that. In fact, by referencing Destiny, I'm referencing a model that is quite literally seasonal with a big annual drop. You kept referencing Monhun, you kept saying DLC, and I'm like, man, I played games that tried DLC model, and it didn't work. And the company that learned all that is helping Sony spearhead their live service games. Why do you think Bungie has anything to do with a Horizon multiplayer game? I think they would have more to do with the MMO game. What? Bungie is literally heading up the live service division of Sony. So yes, at some level of impact, they're touching the Horizon game directly through consultation or indirectly through the live service center of research and standards that they established for the Sony model. That's why they bought them. Why not DLC plus seasonal and large expansions? Homie, what, what... how many how how do you how you what you just said do all of it so you think they should do dlc and seasonal and large expansions gee many christmas how many people do you think they're gonna have working on the game bungie has no experience on mmos but they do with live service it doesn't make sense to put them on the mmo project instead of a live service one yeah they literally have nc soft building the mmo you know what nc soft has helped with MMOs, like, I don't know, a little game called Guild Wars. Like, the live service element is, that's Bungie's wheelhouse. I ain't paying for all that. I didn't even consider the consumer response to that. That's just such an absolute monsoon and deluge of content. Who in the frick's gonna pay for all that? That's exactly right. Hybrid model says Techno. We've seen that games need both. Even Fortnite has big annual drops where the island changes massively on top of the smaller in-between seasons. Yes, this entire time I've been pushing back on DLC model. I was pushing back on the traditional we'll give you a DLC in three months. In fact, I literally said that. I said, if you wait three months to get a substantive DLC, you're going to consume it really fast and be like, where's the rest? Where's the rest of the stuff for me to do? I've not once pushed back on the idea of having an annual expansion. Not once have I said anything to indicate that I think that's a bad model. 
Yo, what's good, Lufi? Monster Hunter has a huge expansion pack. I've been saying live service with the large expansion pack model from Monhun. Base game gets expanded every six months. I mean, I could see that working again because of the monsters. You know, there's machines in Horizon. I, I, I could see that working. I could. But, again, again, it, I don't think live service works if you have to wait too, too long. Because it's using Monhun's tough. Because man, Monhun's just got such a such a very very healthy and popular franchise. Not sure you wanted this, but here's an example of what I mean. Monster Hunter seems to do one big paid expansion after the game launches that roughly doubles the size of the game. Before and after the big paid expansion, there are title updates every month or two, event quests and collabs, and even a bit more frequently than that. Yeah, I can't tell when those title updates land and what the rhythm would look like, but it the the, the debate the debate that we were having was centering on the idea uh, of not doing any kind of seasonal rhythmic anything and just doing DLC, right? I, that's what I was pushing back on. You're pointing to something, and and other people are pointing to like you know Destiny and other things that are more hybrid. More like grabbing from, you know, yeah, we're going to do rhythmic seasonal stuff. We're going to have things happening in the game, but we're also going to do a big annual expansion. Well, that's not what I was disagreeing with. I'd much rather get yearly expansion with a couple DLCs throughout the year, personally over seasonal content. That personal preference is held and shared by some people, Christina, but I think the general problem is that doesn't line up with rhythmic live service hobby style gameplay. Like, I don't think people play in a way when they approach a live service ongoing game. I don't think they I don't think they play in a way where that works. I think that's always going to be your challenge is people keep coming back day in day out, week in week out, month in month out. What you're talking about is like binge break, binge break. Like the binge break method, I just don't think people want to play a live service game like that. And I don't think companies want people playing like that because it's really easy on a binge break to just never come back. You're like, yeah, I just, I, mean, I don't know. It's been too long. In, in, the, in the wake of me not playing, I played some other games. Give me one sec. Coffee orders are going out. Madam's taking them. The live service drip feed makes the player base gorge themselves when larger content drops come out because they have been starved. Disagree. That's, that's, that's not why they gorge themselves. They gorge themselves because they lack self-control. You honestly think when, when content comes out in games like that that people gorge themselves and it's the fault of the developers and, and, the, and the drip feed? No, it's because people lack self-control. Nobody's gorging content because, well, it's the devs' fault, man. They drip-fed the content. No, it's because you don't have any self-control. Like, that's not a slam. That's just the facts. Watch the way people play. Watch the way people play when a season comes out. They, they literally gorge because that's how they consume media. They gorge shows. They, they, they gorge games. 
happens. It's not lack of self-control, it's how I engage. Do you honestly think we need to have this discussion again and talk about how no one plays games the way that you do, Eugene? You think the general populace at large in the gaming community has self-control and plays in a very controlled and mindful and self-aware way? No. No. People are gorging because they don't have any self-control. They just... <gasps> Look at the way they... I have nothing to do! I have nothing to do now! That's not someone with self-control. Yes. You do it strategically. As an intelligent person, you're like, I'm going to play the crap out of this, get my value out of it, so that way I've got time to move on and play something else. Right? Generally speaking, the player trends that I see are people with no self-control who are, like, unaware addicts. And then you they inhale the game and then they run to reddit and twitter like there's nothing to do in this game while you're correct it does fit better with those of us that like to play multiple games rather than spend all your time playing one game and which do you think the developers and the companies want which type of player like think 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 like a business And do you want to target folks who are going to play multiple games and they may come back or they may not. They may play season two and they never come back for season three and beyond. Or do you want to target the people who turn your game into their hobby? Which player do you think they want for their bottom line? I got news for you. They don't care about you and your money. They don't. Because you're like, well, I play lots of games. I tend to gorge and move on to the next game. And you know what they say? That's great. We hope you enjoy our game. You are not the target audience. Whether it's whether it's New World or Blue Protocol or a Horizon multiplayer live service game or Destiny or Diablo 4, they don't want you as their primary audience. They don't. Now, do they want you to play? Sure. Sure. It's not that they don't want you. They don't want you as their primary audience. Because you're not... You are you are not going to play the game in the way that, that, that has been designed and in the way that fits their revenue model. You aren't. You're going to spend time away from the game. And when, you tend, and when you spend time away from the game, there's an increased likelihood that you don't come back. Of course, you want people to never leave your game 100%. This is why a lot of the times when people establish that preference, it's like, your preference makes sense. There is nothing wrong with your preference. Sadly, I don't think there's enough of you in the market to make companies say, we should really design our game for the person who plays for a couple of weeks and then and then walks away. And then, you know, they might come back in a couple of months. I, I just I that's that's the reality is there's just not enough of you. You're a mom, you're a dad, you're a college student, you got two jobs, and it's more effective for you to just gorge a game over a weekend and then like a month later you're like, I'm just not playing it anymore. Okay. That's that's just sadly not the market trend, I don't think. Just need the binge opportunity. I wait for the content to build up, binge it, put it down. Wait for the binge opportunity again. Sure. and But you're commonly going to find that the market's not giving you games designed around that uh, that player habit. 
which is part of the reason why I don't sink all my time into one game. No, and here's the thing, Christina. I've completely moved away from sinking a bunch of time into one game myself, and I, I actually find that I enjoy games more. Now, obviously, my life situation and what I have to do for this channel and my all of my channels doesn't allow me to play lots of games off stream, so a lot of games don't get completed and finished, which, you know, that's just the life situation I'm in right now. There was a time in my life where if a game came out, I could play the li- ever-living snot out of it multiple times. I, I did that with, like, Borderlands 2. I did that with games like, like Dead Space 3 when I was on a big co-op kick. Like... I've had seasons of my life where I could just consume everything that I wanted and now I can't. But I would be more like you. Like if if I was clocking 40 or 50 hours a week right now, I'd probably be more like you. I'd be like, yeah, I don't really play just one game anymore. It just it isn't conducive to my tastes. My taste has, you know, shifted a little bit. Now sometimes a game's going to pull me in and I might get lost. You know, just that's all I play. I did that with Elden Ring for a while. Diablo 4 stands to be a potential game that we do that with. But, you know, it's I don't think it's weird or abnormal for people to be like, yeah, I don't really do that anymore. It hurts Sony to make any game that a player stays on all year round and doesn't leave because that will hurt their other IPs. They want people to take breaks and then come back. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think their consumer base is, is is already so large and it's going to continue to be quite large once PS5 really saturates the market in this coming year, 2023. I don't think they're concerned about that. They're not concerned about that. If you got a couple million, let's just say you got a million, a nice crispy million people that are regularly logging in over the course of like a three-month season, right? Just nice, 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 loyal million people. That's not a threat to their other property. None of these games will be big enough and the funnel won't stay full enough for that to be a risk. You're describing something that wouldn't happen. Like, dude, this Horizon game is so good. There's 20 million people living in this game and it hurt the sales of The Last of Us 3. Like, that's not going to happen. It isn't. Like, I'll give an example. There was a time where randomly, and this was during a low point in content delivery, there was a time where everyone was like, oh my gosh, Destiny's two, Destiny 2's numbers are so low. And I was like, yeah, because Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. Like, literally, all it took was a title the size of Red Dead Redemption to impact a hobbyist daily, weekly, login, live service game. Immediate impact on Destiny's numbers from Red Dead Redemption 2 launching. So if you think that, like, a really successful Sony live service game has to be structured in a way so people stop playing, because if not, it's a threat to their big properties, I, I, I think that you underestimate the demand of their property. I'm not expecting massive player bases, a bunch of good, solid player bases. I'm of the same mind, Eugene. If they can establish a bunch of really solid and reliable player bases in their live service games, they don't want those people taking big breaks. They don't. That's not conducive to live service because if that happens, your player base goes through these these moments of like, where is everybody? Why is matchmaking taking so long? I can't find anybody to play with. And then that has a compounding ripple effect of like, well, my friends aren't playing. I'm not playing. And then people that like to matchmake and find people to play with randomly, they stop playing. And then the outer circles are just frustrated 
frustrated because they're like the game just feels empty so I don't think live service games are ever going to be structured in that way of like well we really want people to take breaks because if not then you know our next big first person our, our next big first party title is going to get less less sales I just don't think so I, I just don't think so I think you know as an example when the third horizon game comes out right Horizon Forbidden West has has a sequel. It's going to be a trilogy, right? They've they've indicated that. They've confirmed that. I don't think a successful Horizon live service game that's designed for you to play week in, week out, seasonal rhythm model, annual expansion, it's not really designed for you to take breaks. Or maybe the breaks are short, you know, a week or two, but not like months at a time. I don't think that those people would be like, oh man, I don't know. I want to take a break from this to play the new Horizon game. They will. They would. They might even increase their potential sales funnel because there are people that aren't really interested in the in Horizon, but they might be interested in a live service game they can play with their buddies, and now all of a sudden they're a fan of the franchise and they want to go play the first two, or they want to play the new game coming out. They might even do live events in the game to really promote it. No one's going to not play God of War 3 because they're playing a Horizon live service. Right. No one's going to look at The Last of Us Part 3 and be like, I don't know, man. This Horizon multiplayer game is pretty awesome. I can't really put it down. I think, funny enough, that's what would make people take breaks, is big game launches. (laughs) You know, Last of Us Part 3. That would make a bunch of people take break. They'd be like, I gotta take a break, man. It's The Last of Us, baby. What do you mean? I gotta play this. I gotta see what's going on. Can I have those cookies on the desk? No. (laughs) Barrier to entry is too high. What do you mean? What barrier of entry? What are you talking about, Revive Farmer? God of War 3 would be mostly played by casual player base, though. Why would you say that? What makes you assume that? You think that the people that bought God of War Ragnarok are mostly casuals? Like, I don't understand why you would think and say that. And also, why do you think live service games don't appeal to casuals? I feel like live service games have literally been born in the valley of the casual. Like, I don't want to pay a subscription fee and do an MMO that requires me to play 10 hours a day. But I'd like a game that I can kind of live in hobbyist style. Most of the market's casual gamers. I don't understand the point that you're making then. If most of the market's casual gamers, who do you think is going to be playing a Horizon multiplayer game? It's true, God of War has been a casual game. Sure, give me God of War and the platinum and the trophy seeking and the completionism and the combat style. It's a super casual game. Like, I, I don't I don't think it's casual or hardcore. It's just a video game that people play depending on where they're and they set things according to their liking. I don't think I don't think anybody would describe uh, that as a casual game. It's a single player game that is actually pretty long and can be quite hard at times, especially if you turn the difficulty up. <clears throat> Not talking in terms of difficulty. Yeah, at, at this point, you're just using the word casual in a way that is non-distinct. I don't even know what you're trying to communicate. Most of the market's casual. Most of the people that would buy God of War 3 is casual. How is that a response to 
a successful Horizon live service game is not a threat to God of War 3. Like, as a response, your response doesn't make sense. It almost feels nonsensical now. Like, I don't even know what we're... I don't know what we're communicating to each other. God of War is casual versus most of the stuff out there. Nothing is hardcore unless you're playing competitive multiplayer games. See, like, Butters just came up with his own hardcore definition that doesn't apply to anything. That doesn't apply to anything. So the people that the people that have multiple characters and play every day or uh, they, they grind out their MMO all day, every day, every week they're raiding, they're not hardcore. You, you can only be hardcore in a competitive multiplayer game. That's such a weird qualifier. Had to make sure it sounded as stupid as it was. Oh, you were being satirical. God of War is casual versus most of the stuff out there. Nothing's hardcore. I, okay, I was like, you're memeing. I was like, what the frick? He's talking marketing. I'm a marketing person and can confirm that God of War is intended for the casual. What? That's not a term. As a marketing person, you should probably know this. That's not a term that they're using when they're marketing God of War. They're not like, we're really targeting the casual with this. That's not, they don't, they don't think in that way. They don't view us in that way. You, so you, you think when they outlined the, the, all the accessibility features and the gameplay and, and, the, and the combat and the story and the epic score and the voice acting, you think they're like, yeah, casuals are going to love this. That's not a part of the, that's not how they think in these, they don't think in these terms. You guys are making up your own goalposts to make points that don't, that, that, that I don't even understand the point that was originally made about casuals playing God of War. Casual would be somebody who doesn't stick to one game. Okay, so what you're describing is not a casual player. Like, you can casually play a game, and that's the only game that you play. Right? Let's take... Let's let's imagine that Diablo 4 has launched. You can be a casual player, and all you play is Diablo for six months. It's just all you play. You log in every other day for about an hour. You, you play with your buds, and then that's it. And then a hardcore person playing Diablo 4, they're in the endgame. They're doing nightmare dungeons. They're doing PvP. They're min-maxing. They have multiple characters. You see? Like, casual doesn't necessarily apply. Oh, it's somebody does, that, that, that plays lots of different games. You could be a hardcore player who plays lots of different games. That's not indicative of if you're a hardcore or a casual. These terms get challenging because you can use casual and hardcore in certain contexts and mean completely different things. Like, Eugene's pretty hardcore, but he doesn't play just one game. He plays a bunch of different games. So you wouldn't describe him as casual, though, because he he plats games. He beats them on the hardest difficulty. He replays them. He does all kinds of things. He finds every nook and cranny, and yet he doesn't stick to one game. But you would never describe his player habits as casual. God of War is about as casual as it gets. But wh- how? I don't understand. You're using a term that I've never heard anybody use before. I've never seen somebody look at a single player game be like, yeah, that's a real casual game. It's really targeting casual players. What are, what are you talking about? 
that's not I, I I've never used this terminology or 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 I've never entertained this dichotomy with single player narrative driven games. I, I've never I've never entertained this dichotomy. Because plenty of hardcore players will play a game like God of War Ragnarok and they'll play it at Give Me God of War. God of War isn't that casual. Any game you have to put 20 hours to is not casual. Yeah, when, when, when I approach a casual player and I tell them how long God of War is, how many cinematic cutscenes are in it, how many, how many different skill tree combinations you can come up with, all the different loot combinations you can come up with, I don't necessarily think any of that's like, oh yeah, that's a real casual game. Yeah, I, I can play that super laid back. 20 hours is nothing, you are casual. It's just, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of the times people use casual in the way Frostbite just did, and it just stems from insecurity gatekeeping. 20 hours is nothing. You are casual. So what you're trying to do is establish some sense of superiority by putting somebody in a box, which... I guess good for you if that makes you feel better. It's not conducive to communication or having understanding about anything. Like, I've established that 20 hours is nothing. I've also then established that anybody who thinks it's significant is a casual. Okay. With very little respect, who cares what you think about that? Like, you're just making up your own goalposts to dismiss people, I guess. Like, I... Within the context of what we were talking about, we were talking about whether a Horizon multiplayer game with a committed live service funnel, was that a threat to a God of War game coming out? And someone said, well, God of War games are really casual, or the people that are going to buy them are really casual. That's a nonsensical response to the thing that we were entertaining. That doesn't make any sense in the discussion. If someone plays a game 30 hours a week is far more non-casual than spends 10 hours. Yeah, I think the most base level definition of casual is about time put into gaming each week, right? An hour a night is 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 usually considered kind of casual. But sometimes it's not the time, it's also what you're doing. If you're spending an hour a night grinding for a particular drop to min-max so you can raid on the weekends, you're not casual. That's pretty hardcore. Casual and hardcore are not super rigid terms. They're contextually defined, typically almost every time you use them, they're contextually defined by the game that you're talking about. My idea of casual gamer was someone who plays multiple games but doesn't invest completely into them. Like, doesn't complete trophies. Someone who will move on fast from one game to another. Right, and I think of that as as a casual person at one level, but at another level, they could be very hardcore. Right? They move from game to game to game because they're constantly wanting to play something new and have new experiences, and they play a lot. They play log a lot of hours just because they're hopping game to game to game. If you're managing your inventory at work, prepping for the night, you're not a casual. If you're running meta weapons or having an actual build, you're not a casual. (laughs) Trophies have not always been around. I wouldn't include trophies. 
just got in what's this about multiplayer and horizon so gorilla officially tweeted and they even have job postings they're going to be working on a horizon multiplayer game uh they're going to continue making solo adventures for aloy but they are going to be building a multiplayer game and it sounds like a live service horizon game Eternal's technically considered casual because you can speed run it in 42 minutes. <laughs> uh, success feeds success. If a Horizon live service game is successful, it will most likely draw people to the console. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. If you're playing COD, you're a casual. Dude, I'm saying like you can just any anybody anybody can 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 develop their own definition and just throw it out there like well i think a casual is somebody who just plays games like fortnite oh okay somebody can play fortnite in a really hardcore way they could literally be in competitions and tournaments and grind out every night and you know dance circles around you in the game someone can be casual within a specific game but hardcore in the amount of time they play total across all games yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's always contextually defined. Like, what are we talking about? What game? What rhythm? What habit? What demand is the game making of the person? Like, that's typically where you're going to get your, your casual versus hardcore definitions. If you play COD and not Valorant or CSGO, then you're a casual. Right. I'll play a game once a week, but go hard AF when I do it. That's another thing. Maybe you only play on Saturday, but you log in seven hours and you grind it out with your buddies. I don't know if I'd call that casual. You know? Again, within the context of the discussion, I do not think a successful Horizon live service game, a Horizon multiplayer game that captures an audience and has people playing regularly, let's say it does seasonal format, I don't think that's a threat to the other properties on Sony. Like, oh man... We got, let's say they have 400,000 people logging in every day. That's a really good number, by the way. Like, you know, Destiny, one of the more successful ongoing live service games, even in the wake of a season that's not going over that well, has close to a million people logging in every day. Okay, let's take 40% of that. Let's take 40% of that million. Let's say 400,000 people are logging in every day and playing Horizon Forbidden West. And over a week's time, there's about a million unique logins. Okay, you got a million people. That is not even registering on the Richter scale of the number of people that are going to buy a brand new title like God, the next God of War or the next Last of Us or the, the third Horizon Forbidden West game. Like, none of that is a threat. And that's a really successful live service game. I'm saying, like, that's a super successful live service game really good case scenario the horizon multiplayer game has 400,000 unique logs in a day a million unique logins of a week that's not even a dent in the, how many people own the plat- the platform and how many people are going to be buying their big name the spider-man 2's in trouble because of how many people are playing their horizon multiplayer game no that's what we were discussing if they're maintaining 200,000 daily, that's a total win. That's what I'm saying. If they maintain 100 to 200,000 people logging in every day and there's half a million people logging in a week, you know, unique logins, 
that's really successful and that's a drop in the bucket compared to how many people might buy a mainline first party title like Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, Last of Us Part 3, the next God of War, the next Horizon single player game with Aloy. Like those games are not in any kind of jeopardy if this live service game is a success. It just they're just not. There's no there's there's no fear or worry there. And that was the point I was making when somebody was like, yeah, but only casual people are going to be buying, uh, you know, God of War. And I'm like, what the heck? That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Could we get 25 more likes on the video? If you guys have been enjoying this stream, hitting the like button helps the video find more folks. Thanks for smashing it. You might have forgot to do that today. And thank you to everybody who gifted members. I already did my five. Every 25 I do that. So thank you to everybody who did that. Thank you to everybody who ordered coffee as well. Appreciate you guys very, very much. What would a Horizon season look like? I can't picture it. I think that people saying it would have similarities to... um, I think it having similarities to Monhun is a pretty good prediction. It's a pretty good prediction. You'd say, hey, let's... uh, Let's let's give people some new mons to go fight, some new machines to go fight. Let's give people, uh, you know, uh, friggin', you know, uh, I don't know, um, a new region to go to, new parts to break off. When you break off the new parts, you get new abilities. You can craft new weapons, and then you can use those weapons, and you can, you know, go fight the new enemies and whatever. You know, I, they, they could do a lot with the machines and the abilities and the weapons alone. We're going to be shifting gears here in a second to go to Mean Comment Monday, so that way I can eat and take a break. Give me one second to run upstairs quick.
Okay. All right. Guys, if you've been holding off on uh, hitting the like button, do that. We only need about 17 more. But if you've been also holding off on gifting members, now's a great time to do it right before we go to members content where we just kind of hang out uh, and do different things like uh, mean comment Monday, look at trailers on Tuesday, and you can kind of bring people with us. We already got 26. So thank you to everybody who did that. If you just got a membership today, you can come with us to the next segment. And uh, I'm going to send out the ping about that now. And uh, time for Monday with members. Let's post that. And uh, I'll also hit the Discord with it. This is also a chance for me just to eat and not feel like I'm hurting the live environment. And if you prefer to uh, to not ride the redirect, you can click. I'll put a link in chat in just a minute. I'll give you guys two minutes if you want to gift any more members and bring anybody with us. I'll give you guys two minutes to do that before we shift gears. And then we will be moving uh, to the next segment and stream. The second stream today, we are checking out a beta for a really cool game called Synced. It's an open beta. It's a rogue looter shooter built in Unreal 4. It, it's like Division and Anthem, and Destiny, and what's the other game it reminded me of? And a little bit, maybe a teeny bit of Returnal. Uh, it kind of reminded me of those games. It's a really, really fun little game. I pinged the Discord and told people to check it out over the weekend uh, in case they wanted to play with me. But if not, the matchmaking works really, really well. I'll be showing that off for the second segment today. Um, I didn't write up a, I didn't write up a show for that uh creature i made a thumbnail but i don't i don't have a write-up i meant to do that this morning my weekend just got so crazy with holiday stuff it was fun it was really fun but it left no room for me to do anything for today i was kind of flying like this morning just getting everything ready and uh i i feel like we had a great show anyways we did start late because of because of it but of how the the bleed over from the weekend but once a train's up and running on Monday, we're always in a better rhythm. Like, there's not a lot of space for me to get distracted. It's like, we do this, we do this, we do this, we, you know, we kind of go. So, all right, I'm going to spam the link in chat, and then I'm going to redirect us as well to the next segment. Thanks so much for clicking on this. This is going to be another Monday stream with members. Usually it's mean comment Monday. I don't have a ton of mean comments for you. I might just sort of take you on a journey with me through looking through comments that people are leaving and see if we can't find any good ones. I didn't pull any gems out. I was busy doing holiday stuff over the weekend with the fam. Uh, so thanks so much for continuing to support the channel with a membership. If you if you got a ping for this video or you saw this video in the Discord or something and you're like, oh wow, what is this? I'm a member now? You may have gotten gifted a member. I'm going to end the previous stream. We talked about the Horizon online game, Horizon multiplayer game. So Horizon live service and uh, it was a really, really good discussion and debate. I'm going to bring those folks over now. And that way we can kind of hang out.